you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Honest. Honest.com delivers safe, effective home and lifestyle products at affordable prices right to your door. So convenient. Join a community of love, laughter, and all the honest moments in between. Go to honest.com and save an extra 25% off on your first order by entering offer code HONEST at checkout. Together, we can make it better with Honest. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and a sensitive skin. Start shaving smarter and say goodbye to razor bumps today with Bevel. Check out GetBevel.com slash FriendZone to get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash FriendZone. Start shaving smarter with Bevel. Okay! Welcome to the FriendZone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the FriendZone. Let's start the show. She never hit Wayne, she never hit Drake Remy Ma just gave her take According to her, the nigga Ebro's hands Been wrapped all around Nikki's waist Let's talk about poor taste Rim clocked the brother's court case Disgrace but good base When the bars hit, the Bob's lost face Worry about if her butt fake Meek not, he ate all that cake But just like a real bitch nigga When the shit split, he gave his take Reps his steak, let's see what Nikki made Get that ass in the stew, bitch, shake, bake Wendy Williams got a lot to say Swear up and down Remy won the game I say Who asked you bitch Man to man You need to learn your place Every day At 10 a.m. Niggas around the world Can't find your waist Free Nicki Minaj Let's go Asante Ow Freezy we glasses You got in the sky R.I.P. to Nicki Minaj Favorite district by Remy Ma Nothing but Friends on here to take the spot. Mm, mm. That's all I got. I just want to do like a, the Chris Brown version of that, of what you did. <laughs> oh, that oh was hey. good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> None but real niggas only. Hey. Babies only. Hey. Friends on only. Hey. No, no phonies. Hey. Friend on my writing. Step on the roly poly. <laughs> you are so I used to love stepping on roly polies. Y'all remember roly poly bugs? I used to love stepping oh my on them. God. When I was little, I'd step on every roly poly <laughs> I saw. That's fucked up. 
and then I had to rhyme it with Shoney's. Did you <laughs> Did you ever go to Shoney's? Shoney's was cool, but they they syrup you saw is like it was stick the dirty and be one. burnt. Shoney's mm-hmm. was the dirty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shoney's was the one people was like, "What you doing in Shoney's?" You're right. Like, we Shawnee's was where like kids like when you was in school and you skipped school. <laughs> we had no money. Sounds mm-hmm. like a song. We had no money. We had no money. We had no money. <laughs> you like that little shaky voice. No you like the shake I'm doing with it. We had no money. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why that's <laughs> We had no money. <laughs> we broke. <laughs> We're broke, we're broke. broke. <laughs> we're broke, we're broke. No money. On the weekend. No money. Through the week. No money. We're broke, we're broke. No money. Don't know how we eat. No money. We're broke, we're broke. No money. We're broke, we're broke. No money. We're broke, we're broke. Hey! Not the theater ending. We're broke, we're broke. We're broke. Jazz hands. Look, instead of remixing on the theater, it's the reprise. Reprise. <laughs> oh God! I wish I could see them with their hands up in the air like the end of the show. Throwing the heels out, <laughs> chest heaving because you're tired as hell. <laughs> oh my God, y'all! Mm-hmm. How are y'all? Broke. <laughs> I'm broke. I'm broke. L- lying to my landlord about this month's rent because we broke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you, friend? Welcome to the friend zone, everybody else. Yeah, we can be looking at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Who in the hell wants a musty brain? Probably Megan McCain. Shout out to, um, there's a young man. He goes by Mr. Hyde, and he... He does these reviews of uh, podcasts. Dope. Okay. And he did a review of the friend zone on YouTube. I totally watched it. And it was so cute because in the beginning he was like, and their tagline is <laughs> Welcome to the Friend Zone. And he sounded just like you. He said mental wealth, mental hygiene, because who in the hell? Hey. Ah. I was like, that's so cute. Shout out to Mr. Hyde. He emailed the show a while back. He sent some pictures in like a mermaid fin or something. Oh. He's lit. Yes. Creative yes. as hell. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that was cool. Cool that he has this like podcast review series oh, on YouTube. Well, thanks for the shout Right? Out for the Definitely check him out. I thought that was cool. Thank you, Mr. Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Hyde. Aside from that, did you guys watch the Oscars? Yes, I did. I watched them and I was eating some on it. With, I was eating something that had lorries on it. It was good luck, I think. What'd you hear, Sante? <laughs> I, I, uh, it was good luck on it. I watched some of the Oscars, too. <laughs> oh, did you? I, I did. I did. We were actually at Jay's house watching some of the Oscars. Okay. I, I got to go right back and rewatch some of it, though, because there were some really key moments that I need to see all over again. Like when old girl was singing and she got hit in the face with the <laughs> thing. We found why do we rewind three times? I don't know. There were some great moments in the Oscars. <laughs> Shout out to Mahershala Ali, who yes. won Best Supporting Actor for his performance in Moonlight. Yes. Shout out to Moonlight, he which won just... Best Picture. Shout out to Mo- Listen, R- Rembrandt, Remy. Shit. Somebody on Twitter was like, it's a good year for the Remys. <laughs> okay. okay. I heard that one. He is just mm. 
Well, let's just take a moment. Congratulations. You know, to, yes, he's having the best year ever. You know, black excellence. And he just had a baby. Oh, congratulations. Uh, right. Spreading the legacy. Come on, keeping it going. When he accepted his war, I think he said his wife had just had a baby. Four like, days Four ago. days prior. Yeah. Amazing. Amen. Talk about amazing year. Man. And Moonlight. Yes. Um, best picture. I've seen it three times. Even the whole mess Moonlight up was... It was iconic and legendary, and it was unforgettable. So people, will, Moonlight won't be forgotten. If right. not, Absolutely just not. Off the strength of the work being great alone and it being recognized the way it was, okay? <laughs> they ain't never going to forget that, y'all. That was exciting. It was great television, riveting, and it was a finally... Did you see when he snatched that garden? Let me tell you something. I There's hate a that song. he snatched it from Warren Beatty's hands like that, though. He was, like, he was, he was, one, he was trying to prove it. That wasn't even directed at Warren Beatty. You know, sometimes people like get the, the adrenaline, yeah. yeah. Like, no, come on, like, oh, get shit. up. It was like the adrenaline. Oh shit, the hold adrenaline. On, hold on. Like, because I think that, of course, oh, he was, no. of course, he was Saudi. They lost. Yeah, but I mean, he was, he really wanted to to be dignified. You know what I'm saying? When he gave the award to the cast of Moonlight, and I believe what he said when he said he was happily giving that over to them. These people have spent award season together all long, all year long, right? Or whatever. That's what I, they were saying. You know, it's a friendly competition, but I was very glad that Moonlight won. The way it won was magical, and like I said, unforgettable. Right, and it's just great. It's great. I can't imagine. You know, you think you lost, and then they're like, "Wait!" <laughs> and Faye Dunaway mistake. did it. But did you hear in the, when when Warren Beatty was like, it says Emma Stone. And she was like, what? Like, oh, shit. And then she left. She did. <laughs> she she put a dip set. She did that thing, that retrospectro. Shout out to him on Twitter. <laughs> you know, the one that does that peace sign oh God, and then he disappears. So <laughs> That's what Faye Dunaway did at the Oscars. <laughs> you heard that party next door intro. <laughs> <laughs> and she disappeared. You know what I'm talking about, Asante. <laughs> Asante's down. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Because one second I was like, what? <laughs> "That's what Faye Dunaway did at the at the at the Oscars." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have got to be stopped yeah. immediately. But I will say it's kind of crazy how. Pete, did you see all the articles saying like that the guy that that brought them on stage was a hero and he's our generation's hero? I'm like a hero. I was more excited by the guy from Chicago, Gary from Chicago. Oh. They came in with the, that's the hero, the one that they walked in that he didn't know he was walking into the So Oscars. what was happening with that? Because I didn't actually see that in real time. I watched the clip of it later. So Jimmy Kimmel said that they had this whole surprise set up for some people who thought they were visiting Los Angeles and they thought they were on like a tour. You know how you go on the tours right. and go to cities, like a guided tour of the city. And so they thought that they were going to t- to see this theater or whatever oh the building God. was or whatever. That's and what they happened. walk through the door and it's the goddamn Oscars, the Academy Awards. <laughs> Can you, you imagine? imagine? That's like they, when they're walking in, they had their phones. Yeah. Like, yes. And they don't watch what happens live. And they were showing them the bartenders, <laughs> the tours accidentally coming in to be bartenders. I was like, that's clever. That should be some new shit. Just letting tourists <laughs> in the random ass places. That is so crazy. And Denzel was dope for standing up and taking the quick pick and marrying them. <laughs> right. What did he say? It was very barbershop esque. You kiss you, you you're down, you're doing it? All right, good. Something like that. Whatever he said. It was quick. No, it was dope. I mean, I didn't get to see it in real time. Me and Sante were 
in the cab heading to leave once we kind of got okay, settled into watching it. the journey. But Shout out to Parletta <laughs> Washington's hair. Did you see Denzel's wife's hair? No, I don't remember. Oh well, my I know it was God. an updo, yes, right? Yes, yeah. it was like a real updo, like like a hair show updo. What? Yes, 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 yes. Shout out to that. It made me feel good. Like as dramatic as Hallie's? Like, no, <laughs> that wasn't dramatic. That was that was traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't dramatic. That was traumatic. Was that her shit. hair? She paid for it. <laughs> she looked like, like my mom. Like but it did look like it was resisting. The hair looked like it was running away. <laughs> it was. It was. It was some sort of resistance. <laughs> it looked like the jaguar hair. symbol. You know the jaguar sign. How the jag is like leaping. <laughs> how the was. cat is leaping. Look, That's how Holly's so hair was hair, flying hair was from the like center this. part. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Alvin Ailey dancing. Yes. Halle Berry's hair looked like it was Ailey dancing. Like, it was gracefully, like, in motion. I was like, God, it was so ugly. And the thing was, it didn't have any, like, there was no cohesive nothing between the hair and the dress. The dress was actually the pretty. I don't even actually, remember the dress. Because of her hair. The, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it overshadowed it. If you go You're back screaming and look, the dress you. looks nice. <laughs> and I didn't notice until like somebody was like, but look at the dress. Because you know, the whole time... How could you? you? Who was right. your favorite look? Janelle Monae won for Oh, me. yeah. Janelle that Monae was, was gorgeous. The minute I saw that, I was like, whoa. Janelle Monae was absolutely gorgeous. Left, um, the, tux I mean, left the tux at home. Who, uh, who, what's the one girl... Justin B, Justin uh, Timberlake, Biel. Jessica Biel. She did look. She nice. normally yeah. she always looks just really, really boring and bland. She had on like, like a big gold necklace, pea soup. But tonight, that night, she was gorgeous. I didn't see. Um, gold sequence dress, like all the way up to the neck, like what Jackie Christie thought hers was gonna look like on Basketball <laughs> Wives. <laughs> Remember Asante? Yes. That's what she thought she, she was gonna have. That's what she wanted, but it wasn't that. <laughs> she had on like this two million dollar necklace that was gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, she was pretty. Um, Cause I look. Like money. Somebody else. Taraji Henson looked beautiful. She had like a deep velvet dress. Um, who else? Uh there was another girl, I can't think of her name, but she's really young and everybody loved her dress. It was sheer and iridescent and it had hand painted flowers. And the guy on Fashion Police made a good point. He said that the dress was flown in and then they flew in artists to come hand paint the flowers because the dress was sheer. Over oh. her areas that you know she didn't oh, want people to nice. see, oh. and he was like, "That's fucking couture." That? I can't think of the girl's name. I'll sh- I'll pull up a picture. It was pretty though. But far as the guys, there were some guys there in some really nice navy tuxes. It was a lot of navy velvet. It was a lot. See, I didn't really catch the guys. Yeah, hmm. I'm trying to think who's. Yeah, I don't remember I the don't guys, remember but it. I literally only remember Janelle Monae. Right, because right. she was the, she right. floated down she the red carpet. She literally is the only one that I can picture from head to toe. I, I thought love she had pixie. on heelies. That's how smooth she was, <laughs> just gliding down the red carpet. I love her with the little pixie hair, too. She looked beautiful. She literally is a cover girl. Her face is that Perfect. pretty. She's she's another one having an amazing another year. One. Another one. Another shining, one. Shining, shining. <laughs> hey. Still the jam. Still the jam. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> And now when I hear that song, I laugh. I think about you and I laugh. Right? <laughs> How did she think? Aside, send me that. I was telling them that I thought Beyonce was doing that part. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Hold up. <laughs> Don't. So let's jump into the show. On last week's show, we had Netta on and we discussed duality. Duality. Right? How can you represent <clears throat> your craft your brand, your work, whatever it is that you're passionate about to the high, to its highest potential while also being as human as possible and being okay with 
the fact that those two things might be polar opposites, which it usually is for most of us. And as usual, you guys had a lot of amazing things to say. Asante is already over here smiling at his phone. So I'm wondering, <laughs> what are you about to read us? Well, you know, you guys just love to send in such amazing things to the email. I don't know if I want to read this young lady's name out because of the the <laughs> the the... the, the the content of the email, but I would love to read it. Hi, this episode hella resonated with me. I am a child behavioral expert and I am also a nude model. Wow. This gets super difficult when I explain what are my passions. I love being nude and expressing my sexual freedom through art modeling. For so long, I hit that side of myself, but I always disagreed with that decision because I think I'm very well-rounded and it influences my techniques, my teaching techniques. This episode is confirmed to me to be true and honest about who I am and to not succumb to the pressure of what others think I should be. I love y'all and I'm incredibly grateful for your insight and influence. Oh, and the laughs. And she proceeds to include a photo of her rump, um, <laughs> her greased up rump. And it's, it's a beautiful a, rump. It's it a is. beautifully artistically, uh, you know, there's vitamin E, some cocoa butter. I mean, it's wow. just, she. It, it's wet. The, the rump is wet. So Dustin actually went on ahead and responded to this young lady's email. Now why and, are you gonna do that? <laughs> and, and and she's all, and she responded. Oh, and good, good. She said, "Ha ha ha! My nudes are all on the internet, it's constantly making me monies." Thanks though. Good. That ain't got shit to do with me <laughs> but, seeing them. But she also but she also <laughs> said, "I just read the email after my freak out, and I do understand how offensive that is. I'm very sorry. Have a great day." It's so, fine. I'm not mad at you. We're girl. not mad at you. It was just really funny and. <laughs> No, it just shocked was, us to have like, a butt cheek sent right. to the front. We know with a hand in the middle of it. We ain't no prunes or nothing like, over here, but it was hell? just like, girl. <laughs> right it was there. a it was a good picture. No, you look. I mean, yeah, it was a great amazing. picture. I see how the money's is getting oh, right. Okay. I, mean, I feel girl. you. Get get your money, but you know. <laughs> We Hello. didn't. We, <laughs> don't shining, 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 shining. That's how she's greased up over yonder. We ain't PayPal the I mean, damn thing. Got them yams up on yonder, okay? So I thought it was important, even if it's stuff that is not necessarily where we would be at, or where I feel like I might not be at now. I might get to at one point where I think, you know, hey. But I love her freedom. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! She was this like, is "Here's no, my ass." This is no judgment at all. If no, I could just no throw judgment, my ass in just, some emails you know. like that, like it's nothing, and be like, oh, you know what? Why am I hiding my rump? <laughs> like the world can see it, and it is beautiful, and it is. I mean, you have been protecting your magic, young lady. <laughs> no, you, you have. So I just love that. Thanks, uh, Miss Armstrong, for that email. She literally <laughs> was protect. That's what the, the hand. <laughs> 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 Uh, friend, what did you protect your magic? <laughs> friend, what, did you find, off. what did you find in the SoundCloud? Comments? Raina Somerville on SoundCloud said, "I'm so glad that you all discussed this topic. As a teacher, I often struggle." Oh my god! I'm sorry. They're still it's giggling about these. I'm butt so cheeks. sorry, friends. Asante. <laughs> Almost wish I could. I'm about to be like, can we tweet your butt No, you can't tweet that. Oh my God. Imagine from the from the friend zone Twitter, like, oh. happy Wednesday. <laughs> happy hump day. That's going to be the episode's name hump day. No. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Raina Somerville on SoundCloud said, I'm so glad that you all discussed this topic. As a teacher, I often struggle with what my personal identity should be from what I post on social media, how I behave in public, and even how I dress. When I first began teaching, I worked in a predominantly white school and I would often dull down my appearance. 
I avoided wearing braids, big earrings, and flashy clothing. In a sense, I dulled who I was as a person <clears throat> in order to make others comfortable. Once I figured out to not give a damn and embrace who I am, that's when I became a truly effective teacher. I realized that by turning myself into this so-called typical suburban teacher, I was limiting myself and, in a sense, put myself in a self-imposed prison. I made a vow to myself that I would be me no matter what. Teaching is hard enough to be faking who you are, and my students love who I am. And that's all that matters. I still turn down my Kevin Gates when I pull in the parking lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I, that, to me, is basically what the entire episode was about. Just trying to find the balance between the Kevin Gate music you want to turn up in the parking lot and still being an amazingly effective teacher that you are. That's right. I think we're all kind of going through that and trying to figure out that balance. Dustin, what'd you find on the Twitter street? In these streets. In these streets. Oh, in these streets. In these streets. Not on the sidewalk. Okay. Did you see the tweet that a, a young guy actually retweeted it where he he was like, in these streets, in these streets, and then he writes, singing with friend zone. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Man, y'all are so dope. <laughs> it was cute. Oh, y'all are cute. In these streets, I found. <laughs> so somebody tweeted me something, and it was a retweet of a picture that really caught my eye. Um, it's a cartoon picture of a little girl with her stu- with her thumb in her mouth um, and rosy cheeks, and she's got this really tall hair, and it says, Oh, what wonderful hair. Come to find out, it's a children's book by this guy named Barry Johnson. Um, so shout out to him. And the, the, what caught my eye was the text of the tweet. It says, Hey, you. Order a copy of Oh What Wonderful Hair. I'll moonwalk on Saturn when you do. So, so it's a children's book about young oh, black kids and their natural hair. Oh, and it's nice. called Oh What Wonderful Hair. So just look it up on Ooh. Amazon. Um, Barry so Johnson cute. is the author. It's Come called on. Oh, as in O-H. Don't be ghetto. <laughs> oh What Wonderful Hair. That's one tweet I found in these streets. I also want to give a shout out to Shauna, um, who her Twitter handle is at Golden Gate Blonde. I don't know anything about her, so I'm not endorsing any of her previous tweets. All I know <laughs> is that she, she tweeted, in honor of Richard Spencer, saying that Depeche Mode is the official band of the alt-right. Here what? he is getting punched to just can't get enough. <laughs> and it's a video clip that somebody edited of him getting punched to the beat of just can't get like, enough. Just can't get- yeah. I'm not going to play it on the show because y'all know what the song sounds like. But it's him getting punched over and over again to the beat oh, of just damn. can't get enough by Depeche Yo, that Mode. Video. Genius. <laughs> okay. I want to give a shout out to Rob Sherrell. His Twitter handle is at Rob Just Joking, R O B J U S T J O K I N. Um, who highlighted the visionary judge Kiana Lillard, um, who, during Black History Month, threw a bunch of unruly people out of her courtroom. She is the judge, and they were interrupting her and being very dis- disruptive and uh, insubordinate. And the, one of the quotes that really stuck with me and stayed with me, that I'm going to carry on in my vernacular, she told them, not in courtroom 502. <laughs> not today and not any other day. And threw their asses out the courtroom and into jail for 93 days Shit. for contempt of court. Shout out to days. black-ass judge Kiana Lillard, who I love. Happy Black History Month, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just want to give one really quick shout out to well actually two I'm sorry y'all it's a lot of tweets this week but I've been going easy on their asses so we're making up for it <laughs> I want to give one shout out to at Broucho Marks her uh, Twitter handle Keep is Tosh I Go Lean T-A-S-I T-A-S-H-I-G-O-L-E-A-N 
She tweeted, was filling in my brows, then look at Dustin cited singing, laughing my oh, ass no. off. I look like Braucho Marks <laughs> at Friends on Pod. So she got the joke. I always love it when they get the jokes. Last tweet goes to Rated R&B, which is a great Twitter account about all things R&B music that you should follow, who tweeted that R&B group Cherish return as a duo and release a new single one time. Now, it's the sisters. Which ones is it? The twins or it's the twins? I can't see from here. Yes. So, Cherish has come back as a duo. Now, if those of you who are familiar Cherish? with Cherish, wow. yes. I loved Cherish. They had I this song. I love that everybody's like rebooting. They had a song called Moment in Time, which is one of my favorite signature songs to sing. And I will sing that for you guys at some point. I love that song. Asante's clearing his throat, but I'm not doing it. Um, oh, oh. Have you heard? Have you seen this video, friend? Of course. I, I used to love like, Cherish. So they're coming back as a duo. Speak, so that's it in the Twitter streets. Go ahead, because we'll save the other thing for your music segment. I know what you're going to You know what I'm going to say, and I'm ready to do backflips. And all I, I got to say too. is, we going. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and I was screamed. We I there. love that all Already. these people are coming back. Already. But we'll save that. We'll save that. We'll save that. Save that. <laughs> I wish anybody had their clip of Selena Johnson on R&B Divas when she said, say that like that. Anyway. <laughs> Or does anybody have that clip of Selena Johnson on R&B Divas when she was moving out to our house and it was raining and she was shoving her hair under that bonnet? Remember, because she didn't uh, want her hair to get wet and she was already mad about having to move. <laughs> and so it was you, raining. She had she moments on her there. Hair that Selena Johnson like, had some good moments on there. Remember when she was mad was at Angie Stone? Black. Oh, and my she, God. And she was, like, she was like, I'm not doing well. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm I, not I, doing well. Go. I've got, got to go. go. Yep. <laughs> And let's me not forget the, the gem of oh all gems, what she told Nikki Gilbert. You'll be there, black gums and all. Black gums, knock knees and all. No, they she did not told. say that. What? what? She told her it was a special place in hell Nikki for women Gilbert. like her that caused dissension and division amongst women. <laughs> she had a clothing line called I mean, I didn't Cur- watch, so I Curvato. don't know if she had it coming, but damn. Nikki Gilbert's clothing line was called Curvado. Curvado. It was plus size. <laughs> mm-hmm. Curvado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Faith daughter was one of the models. She was. You remember that? She hope China. (laughs) That's her name. It is. She was very. She's a pretty girl, but I'm just saying she was one of the models. Y'all don't remember that? I remember remember that. I remember Faith daughter being one of the models. (laughs) China. I'm not saying anything because then I'm the one that gets tweeted. Right. Well, I can't be a model. <laughs> right. And the thing is, she like, I'm not saying all I'm saying just, is I remember her being it, there. Right. She's pretty. It what was the a fuck? landmark that she was it was it was one of those moments it was like she was modeled in yeah. that show. Because mm. that's why Nikki Gilbert thought her shit didn't stink. And she was trying to act like act funny to the rest of them girls on there. But that's another story was for another time. Kid? Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah. Like some of the stuff, you know, some of it. Some of it was like, okay, you wildin'. But some of it was like, you know. <laughs> Okay, if you could compare it to to Nini's clothing line, which was better? Well, Nini just got a she bunch like, of oh, she does her HSN. Line. She got a bunch. I love Nini. We back in my head, cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, because in my head we fell out. Mind you, we don't know each other at all. <laughs> but I've I've made amends with her. But her clothing line don't look like none but a bunch of people. Like you know how when you got the day off from school or you got the day off from work in the wintertime like on a snow day and you get up in your comforter and you wrap it around your shoulders and you scoot to the door to go and let the pizza man in that's what Nene clothes look all look like they all look like you standing up in a sleeping bag 
Okay, or at least in the clothes clothes. She ain't got no clothes, man. <laughs> she bought Sheree? She looked like a damn major. You that are shit, not up in the <laughs> That was the fashion show with no fashions, a ghostly fashion show. <laughs> How dreadful. Her shit should have came out on Halloween. <laughs> Dwight. Right, Dwight. You <laughs> Well. So, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, how do you transition from... Dwight Eubanks. <laughs> How I have a Dwight Eubanks story too, but I'm gonna tell y'all. I'll tell y'all later. I was on a flight with him once. He's very nice. He is. He's a very nice person. Very, very nice. Um, I was at an event doing the blog once, and I asked him to say that, and he said it for me. I really? I have to record it. Somewhere. He said, "How dreadful." Yes, I had him stand up and do that. He did it. You, you should make that your ringtone. <laughs> Remember when he came out on the first reunion ever for Housewives of Atlanta? He had that he hair. He had that hair and that mimosa. <laughs> what? Oh my God, he had the the, the, uh, like the whoosh back. Uh, it was a whole It was deep piece. wave. It was oh. deep wave weave, and it was like long all down his back, so it was big like Diana Ross. You, you remember Freakazoid? Mm-hmm. That's how his hair looked. No. He had a mimosa. <laughs> well, on this week's show. Uh-huh. On this show. <laughs> if you don't do it, Frank, it ain't going to happen. I'm just on backing up in the mic. <laughs> So I had a question for you guys. Um, question, right? The, it's hard to not sing that when Every someone says question. Single time. I had a question for you guys. Question. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you. <laughs> so remember, uh, man, how many months ago was it that we did the theater mask All episode? That might have been a year ago. Year ago. Y'all, we are like 80 episodes in. Yeah, it's, wow. it's been a lot. Isn't that insane? 80. I remember when we had our first meeting about this podcast. Right. Right. 80. Man. Anyway, so in our theater mask episode, we were discussing um, what what was the question that we posed? It was think back to whose attention you were trying to get when you were little, right? Mm -hmm. Which parent or person, because it wasn't a parent for everybody. Right. Okay for him on your business. And (laughs) you're going there. Going there with hey for an Right. <laughs> so the question was when you think back to the person's attention you were trying to get, who did you have to become to get that? What was the mask that you had to create and the theater play that you almost had to design in order to get that love? And are you still playing those games and that mask and that theater play now in your relationships with people you are pursuing or interested in? Very great episode. People still email us about it. Still tweet us about it. Right. <laughs> so, that was a good one. That was one of my faves. Me too. We got, we I remember, dug I remember in. when you asked me, I was like, oh shit. It was like, like I remember silence. Really like, like, <laughs> having them epiphanies. It was like I was getting shot up. Like, <sighs> Right. So this, that episode kind of ties into even the duality episode we had last week. And even my trip to Cuba, which when I was there. <laughs> You always do that. When I was there, um, I remember walking through the street. Do you ever have those moments where you're somewhere where you're like super happy, whether it's like away on vacation or something fun you're doing on the weekend? And you ask yourself, like, why can't life always be this like calm and simple? Oh, my God. You know, when you have those moments like you could be walking down the street with someone or you bust out laughing about something. You're like, why can't life always feel this like level of fun Mm, and calm and amazing you just feel so good Mm -hmm. so i remember walking through the streets of cuba and it was like a random night the sky was like so beautiful it was like breezy we all had our cute little clothes on we were walking laughing telling jokes 
It was like, I don't even know. One of those just amazing, magical, random nights. And I remember thinking, we make our lives so complicated with all the things that we are like trying to accomplish and trying to do and all the things we want. And it kind of got my brain turning. Like, why? Where Where do those complications come from? And when I say complications, I'm just saying... Dreams. (laughs) Right, dream. I keep coughing. I'm just saying complications as far as, like, all of the achievements that we are constantly chasing all the time. And then when you get that achievement, there's always another one. You notice that? You're like, I'm going to do the podcast. Then you get the podcast. Now I want to do TV. Then you get the TV. Now I want to direct. And there's, like, it never ends. You're always chasing, chasing, chasing. I don't think that's a bad thing. So I'm not saying complication as if that's like a negative, but it's just this constant chase that I think humans are inclined to living. Like the motivation. Yeah, like it just kind of never ends. But then I think of when I was in Cuba and I, like you guys were saying, you can relate to that feeling when you have those simple days where you're like, my life could just be so simple. So why is it that I kind of have this hamster wheel that I'm chasing all the time? So my question for you guys is with your goals, and the crafts that you are developing and the dreams that you kind of have written down, the things that you have planned for the next five years, where is that coming from? Are those goals coming from your wound? Meaning the kid in you, that same kid from the theater mask episode that we was asking the kid and you, who did you have to turn, who did you have to become to get that attention from your parents? How does that tie into your career though? Do you feel like you're developing this craft and these desires based on something you're trying to prove to yourself from your wound? Maybe some kind of validation. Maybe this desire to feel special, to feel loved. Is it coming from something you felt you were lacking? Or is it coming from your spirit where you genuinely have (laughs) Sante's face, where you genuinely feel called, called, To the point that it don't even matter whether you, quote unquote, make it or not. That you it's just something that is undeniable for you. And have you sat with yourself and asked what difference the foundation of each will make in you achieving those goals? Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I love when you do this. I'm sorry. I hate doing that. You know, I want to bite back. Don't let me call you, girl. Whatever. So, listen... Going back to theater mask and being younger and all that, um, and dealing with invisibility, it was that was like my theme with my parents, my mom. I vividly remember um, photography is something that always comes back to me. Like even when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take a break from this, or I'm gonna go back into music and all that stuff. I know photography is going to be like the biggest theme of my life. Like until I have done and accomplished what I need to accomplish there, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna be happy. Um, but one of the things I remember as a child was taking pictures all the time. And basically it was almost like that, um, that unspoken reflection that I was looking for. Like you always took pictures of yourself and your friends and your experiences. You were always, I was always saving these, um, snapshots of moments. Like when we would go to Six Flags, I always uh, had the little Kroger camera uh, that we would always (laughs) get and then do the one hour photo and do all that stuff. And I just remember being a child saying like, if there, if there's one thing that I have to leave in the world is these feelings like all the time that's why I always try to be really positive and happy with people all the time people I don't even know I try to have a good time with and just leave that moment that feeling but um I always think back to when I was a child 
those were the moments that I had. Those were the moments that brought us together as a family. And that's why I was always trying to capture that in a camera. So I always think, even with making my friends laugh and stuff like that, like if I would have my camera at a lot of these moments or the right type of uh, feels to convey this and share this with the world, then I would be doing my part. Because I just love having a good-ass time. That's why I love hitting the stage. But it's just something about being able to show people a good-ass time, whether it's a photo or, you know, a telling of a joke and watching the reaction. But it's always just been that, just that feel-good. And I know one thing I do notice about you, you like moments. Like, with your friends. <laughs> yeah. When I, think of, when I think of Asante being happy, it's always when you're, like, surrounded by all your friends and something funny is happening, which is usually you capturing it and turning it into, like, a cool video. <laughs> Even those little trash <laughs> cool moments. snap. Even those little trash moments on reality TV, there's always... And Dustin be catching them, too. He'd be like, watch this, watch this, you're going to miss it. Because, like, there's those little moments mm -hmm. that are just embedded that are like, you know, life can be all this other In the stuff, details. right? Yeah, but it's just those one little things. It's like... <laughs> it's almost like, you know, your day when you have to remember to be thankful and you have to remember to be blessed and stuff like that. You just take that one moment to really just say... Man, everything is going to be okay. And sometimes that laugh is all it is. Like, you just bust out laughing and suddenly some shit that you hated before don't even matter because you just got finished laughing your ass off. So, <laughs> I, I do love a moment. And that's why, like, I know with art, I get so, like, even acting. I remember in high school doing uh, repetition exercises, talking about Meisner and doing this shit back and forth. And then thinking to myself, what are we doing this for? But then it was almost like later on, you, you're meditating. You're not meditating on your words. You're meditating on the world almost because you're you're really giving yourself focus and perspective on what you're saying and what you're doing. And you just, in a picture, you can get lost in all that. And it's all subjective and lovely and it's still you, though. If we were to peel away, all, like, photography, music, all of these accomplishments you have, and it was just you in, like, your most simplest form... Do you think you'd still be happy? If you took away me. Like, let's say we sent you to Cuba. Oh, like right now? And had you in a little house. <laughs> and we're yes. just like, you in this house as a Sante. I mean, you know I need goals. my music and all that. You know, I need that. As like, a career, not like just to listen to music. No, I mean, like as a career. Like, you know what? For the longest time, I actually used to hate. Um, back when I lived in Atlanta, being in the studio and like listening to music and uh, a track being built. I used to like the final product, but I hate it, you know, just sitting around the entire time. But lately, like as it's come back around, I guess it's because like you've had that experience. You've done that. Like now it's kind of like second nature and it's kind of like, man, this is the shit. Like what, like what was I doing? Like that was the life. And so when I, you remember I was in the studio a little bit more some weeks than others. Mm -hmm. Like I've missed the studio more now that I'm like just back to once a week now. It's like, damn, I'm supposed to be in the studio like a few times a week. So it is kind of like regular now. And I, I, it's something that I wish that um, podcasting was never on the like goals list originally. But like now I wish that I could stay in this industry somehow like for many years to come. What about you, sir, Dustin? All right. So bust this, right? I definitely think that it can be both. I think that something can be a passion and it can be rooted in a genuine need to you know, fulfill that, that, that thing, whatever it is, or a genuine need to like 
have a release, an artistic release through whatever your your medium is. That can be your passion, but you can also be fueled to pursue it and to be incessantly pursuant of it because you're feeling a void. And it, it connects here, right? Like sometimes when you're rejected by your family or something or, or rejected by whoever, whatever your issue is, and you essentially are made to feel like you're not good enough or like you can't adhere to this or, or you can't conform to this, so you're not good enough for us to accept you. There is a possibility that some people are motivated by the desire to prove their worth to themselves almost, mm-hmm. but to have a legitimate, you know, tangible, traceable um, record of their worth. And some people, that's why they go after their whatever their passions are wholeheartedly and they go after them like a bat out of hell. And so I think that's where the intersection is. So to answer your question, your pregunta, <laughs> okay. Yes, I believe you can do both. I believe that I believe that it can be rooted in something else. You know, it can be coming from another place or you seeking a some sort of validation or whatever, but it also can be your passion at the same time. Cuz what I asked us earlier, I was like <sighs> your desire to make us laugh cuz you're so funny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're hilarious. Everyone Thank you loves- so much. <laughs> Everyone loves you for just how quick you are, how witty, you know, and, and it's become a big piece of your brand, of your persona. So I wonder what is the, what like drives those jokes and that need to make us laugh? Is it some kind of validation? Is, you know, is the kid mm-hmm. in you looking for that validation or is it is it just like a genuine passion? Because one thing I do notice, have y'all noticed, like, especially with comedians, They've always had like a really tragic life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're so different from who they are on stage. Like when I've watched documentaries like on Richard Pryor and just like a couple other famous comedians, they were like really sad and troubled. And I'm not saying you are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm saying like it's always I think I've become fascinated with this duality conversation. Last week, I think the conversation we had was more so based on how you create harmony between who you are and who you're creating but i think with this conversation it's more so you know are you creating to feel special or are you creating to create change i'm creating to create change laughter is definitely a healing component a healing element it heals me to laugh i love to laugh and one of the things that makes me laugh is seeing other people laugh right you guys know that Mm -hmm. so because once you get going i don't stop (laughs) even when it gets on your nerves i just won't stop and so (laughs) so you know that's something that heals us all is good for me it's good for the both of us right so i you know I'm very aware of, you know, my placement, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> my my shit. And I know that I do that because it's fun for me. I do it because I, it's a need. I found that it's something that I have to do in order to feel fulfilled. Fulfillment is something that I've talked about before on this show and the importance of it in my life personally, right? I have to be fulfilled. Otherwise, I'm, I'm upset and I'm not happy. And so one of the things that fulfills me is creating things moments conversations audio recordings podcasts nude videos whatever it is that infuses <laughs> humor somewhere you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. anything that can make me laugh and make other people laugh i enjoy that so it's natural for me it ain't coming from you know what i'm saying 
I, it, it just it's just who I am. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what else to tell you. Shit, I, you know, I got some other shit we can talk about if you want to. <laughs> but you know, that's all I got on that. Because <laughs> I, I was telling you guys before, when I, the summer that I created, the, well, I started working on HeyFriendHey.com because mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't something that I just woke up and was like, I'm going to create a website. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened organically. Um, but that same summer, I had was battling my illness and my kidney and also had just gone through a really bad breakup of six years. So that yeah. was just like a terrible <clears throat> summer. Everything, And then my music career was down the hole because I couldn't sing anymore. Three whammies in all directions. So I was in a really bad place. So I started, you know, I've mentioned before, I started writing just about my health and kind of trying to regenerate. And was able to connect with a lot of people online on Tumblr that were kind of going through the same thing. So in a weird way, we created a connection through the difficulties. So it's almost like our wounds mirrored each other at the time. And that's how they were drawn to what I was talking about, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm going through all these same things. And I remember my ex said to me, you know, this HeyFriendHey.com thing and just this HeyFriendHey persona is not real is just a replacement for me and a replacement for the fact that you are going through a lot and unhappy and you're going you're going to look to being praised and you're going to do well cuz you're good at you're just good at what you do whatever you do um so it's going to work but one day you when the praise goes away who are you cuz i think you just transferred from one lack to another lack and I remember being so offended when he said that because I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we're <laughs> online talking about health and I'm trying to save Getting the world. Yeah, and I was so excited about this new community I had created. Totally did not understand what he meant. He also was someone that, even if he spit gems, he just had a shitty delivery. So <laughs> a lot of the times it was hard for me to take in. What? Right. Like, did you go ahead and get into it? I would have went on and got into it with him a little <laughs> bit. You know, maybe about 15 minutes. <laughs> But you know what? Now that I'm older, I can totally understand what he meant. And it was because I ha- I was going through so much that summer. And I didn't face a lot of those things. I didn't confront them. You know, that's why the being on um, YouTube and being the super polished, you know, person that knew all these recipes and was like calm and cool... It worked and it was fine. And it's not that that's not who I am, but it I was able to just kind of be online and kind of create and not really worry or talk about personal things or even deal with the reality of what's happening offline. Mm. Um, and then I think through this podcast, people have been able to gain more clarity of like the things I've gone through, the things I think about, how my life is kind of like evolving, the different shifts that I'm going through as I'm figuring myself out and that's why I'm so happy like it's been great because I've figured out a lot of things kind of in the public eye at the same time but I just thought back like he was so right like I it makes me wonder the like singers when they achieve these goals do you notice that singers are always so for the most part like sad and drugged up because I think there's a part of them that was running away from something, thinking that achieving these goals was going to give them that high that they needed. Right. And then when the applause and the money and the praise comes, the fact that they still feel shitty. And the albums get worse. And the albums get worse. (laughs) 
That was good when shit was fucked up. <laughs> but I guess my question to you guys is, like, especially, let's say with Dustin, let's use you as an example. You're saying that making people laugh, right, yes. is an outlet. Yes. It makes you laugh in return. Yes. And it gives you that rush. Yeah. But what happens if people aren't laughing? Does that change your rush? Well, all my jokes land, so I can't tell. I don't know. I can't. I don't know, friend. I love Dustin. My shit be fun teeth. You hear me? I'm a you are. I'm gonna see your teeth before you leave up out of here. I'm gonna see your teeth. I bet you I'm gonna see your teeth. So no, I'm they just say playing. they say attaching your happiness right to things that are subject to change will only create suffering. Mm. Yeah, but that's a loser wrote that shit. <laughs> For a person that's getting wins, you know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 working hard towards something and the shit is manifesting itself somewhat, somehow, some way. You and I have had so many conversations, friend, where you've been like, Dustin, consistency, just be consistent. Dustin is okay, well, if that's your idea, how are you gonna bring it to fruition? You're all about that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when a person has forward momentum and good intentions and a good work ethic, I don't think that anything bad can come of it, even if you don't get the intended result. Right. Even if something else happens. Right. You're a living, walking, breathing example of that, friend. You were in the studio. Where we at? <laughs> now, you're still in the studio tonight, but you're in a <laughs> different studio. capacity. You get what I'm saying? Right. Your life took a totally different shift, and you built this um, safe space for people that want to be better and live better. You did that shit. So, and you were going to be, you You are a singer. You know what I mean? And that was going to be your career path. So, I think the shift happens. And, again, as long as you have good intentions, a good work ethic, and you are, are driven, I think that you will see good results in some way. Right. So, I don't, I, 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 I okay? <laughs> I'm not in the checkout line. In other words, I don't buy it when people say that, like, if you attach your happiness to something that is subject to, Failing, I guess. You know, you can well, not only failing, suffer. failing, but subject to change. To change. Yeah. Well, what's consistent, though? I feel like, at like, the older I get, I have feelings that I had thought I would never have. I see people make decisions and choices that I literally, you, I, I could have bet my testicles <laughs> on that choice. And they will do the opposite. I feel like everything changes. Trends shift. Um, everything just changes. I don't feel like, the, I feel like the only thing that can be consistent can be like a person's like good nature or a person's whatever. I, everything else changes. But I think that's the concern because mm -hmm. we are, especially with the digital age, we talk about this all the time. People are basing their self-esteem, even their moves, what they want to do with their lives on how it's going to be received, how it's going to be embraced. And now, more than ever, how it's going to be liked, right. <laughs> like literally, right. how, you know, and, and retweeted and reblogged. And it's become a thing where people are basing their entire existence on how it's perceived by others. So what becomes scary is, like we said with the quote, if you attach all these ideals of you and what makes you happy in your career and your goals what happens when it's not well received or things change? Like, look at these artists. I'm not going to name names because that wouldn't be nice. But how many artists were amazing? And then now you're like, what are you doing with these albums? And you can't even, like, connect to them. And you see that they are trying to put stuff out. It's just not working. They've completely lost their fan bases. 
you know, they're quote unquote washed up. They end up on TV shows and you're just watching this sort of deterioration. But you know that they're still like amazing artists. It's just their perception has changed. In my opinion, that's where it that's where you need to do some work to clarify why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that a true a true artist, right? If it's your exactly mm-hmm. a true artist, if that's like your passion, you're not doing it for people to receive it. Well, of course, that's a great fringe benefit. It's a right. great bonus. That's why being a star and being not being a star, that's why being famous and and you know having worldwide fame and attention that's why that's magical because it just catches on and happens but that's not if you're a person who really like that's your passion and it's really about the art you don't even give a damn about that part you figure out how to make it work otherwise you do like me and work another job and still do your other shit you know what i mean and if it catches it catches that's what you do so i think that that is very telling when it comes to the authenticity of a person and their intentions, you can tell who's just doing this or who's making themselves visible just to be visible or just to yield something from it, as opposed to somebody like Solange who worked on who wrote Cranes in the Sky eight years ago and just right. didn't release it because it wasn't time. <laughs> right. Hello? That's art. So that's the difference to me. And maybe I can say that because I'm a, a person who creates art or whatever the fuck. So maybe I feel like I can say that. And it's not that black and white for other people um but just speaking as a creative or somebody who works in the arts to me that's just the telltale sign as to whether or not a person is real or fake (laughs) that's it so if there was no one in the room dustin you'd still be telling jokes i laugh by myself all the time (laughs) i'll be at home like really questioning my sanity like okay that was funny to me but who i'm talking to because i'm in this motherfucker by myself i'll be cracking well then that means like it's real <laughs> All the time. For real. I guess it's just the goal. Because <laughs> I know I, I know he be doing it. I know All he, the time. But you too, dancing I in mean, the mirror yeah, in your room. You know I will dance, <laughs> dance revolution, any which goddamn where I can. Biggie Shorty is my spirit animal for Pootie Tang. Oh my God. Only you. Monty from Little Women Atlanta is my spirit animal. Tiffany Monty Cashette. I love her. <laughs> Tiffany Monty Cashette, if you listen, I love you, baby. I love I you, Monty. I was watching um, Mini. They were talking about the Mini Bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said it was closed. <laughs> the she Mini the Bar mini was bar how closed. Minnie referred to whether or not she was sexually active. Her name was Minnie, and so she bar. said if the nice. Mini Bar was That's closed, really if the Mini Bar was closed, <laughs> you know, was she was being juicy. celibate. Or she was abstaining from sex. I'll say it like cute. that. Cute. Yeah. I'm stealing that. <laughs> the Mini Bar is closed. <laughs> I'm top shelf over here. <laughs> No, but on one of those nights where I was sitting um, in Cuba on the floor, like it was late and we were just like outside chilling. And I was like, man, would I still be happy if I didn't have Hey Front Hey or any of that stuff? You know, where if I didn't have a platform, if I wasn't visible, if I didn't feel needed. Because I think a lot of the times we like to feel needed. A lot of our wounds when we were little is just that people didn't make us feel special or didn't validate us in any way. Maybe there's like an emotional aspect of just feeling like someone's checking for you. So it makes me question the intention behind the work that I do. And I think that it has taken a lot of shifts. And like Dustin was saying about whether it comes from the wound or from the spirit, and he thinks it can be both. I agree that it can be both. But I also feel that eventually it will shift out of the wound completely. 
where for me, I don't, I am shifting away from needing to be validated and simply creating, like you said, because I just enjoy it. I enjoy the dialogue. I enjoy that it makes people think. I enjoy that my favorite thing in the world is when people tweet us and are like, how'd you know I needed this? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> but it's not so much them looking at me like, oh, she's so amazing for creating this. It's more so, I just hope it made you think about something in your day, in your life, the way that these conversations have made me think. And granted, there's a tinge of of wanting to be helpful that's still in that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think we all secretly love to be needed and to viewed as someone that matters and and it's it's always a love thing it always comes back to your to the love that maybe you lacked you know in your childhood that's why i thought the theater mask episode was so special because it really made you wonder how you're acting to get these things from people and that was more so in the relationship aspect but i think even in your career you have to question do you want people to laugh because you want to feel validated? You know, do you want to make music and are you on stage because you want to be seen? You know, with the photography, am I so worried about people's wellness because someone wasn't worried about mine? You know, you know how they say you try to become who wasn't there for you? Mm. You become that in a lot of ways. So that's why I'm very mindful of even being really nice to people. I have to question myself sometimes are you being really nice so that they can think that you're a nice person or do you genuinely want to be nice want to be nice to this person because that's a trick too you know what i mean and the thing i think everyone needs to understand is none of this at least in my opinion none of this is wrong it's not wrong we're all like little wounded kids (laughs) that are trying to find their place in the world through how they create through how they love through how they're loved And I think it's just important with the way that the internet is creating this validation system that we are mindful of where the things that we're hoping to accomplish are coming from. Because the worst feeling in the world is to not be seen and think that that means something about you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? How many incredible artists do you know that are probably the best singers you've ever heard they don't make it i would hate for them to think you know that that's an expression of their worth right that's the tricky part but if you're an actor that never makes it is that an expression of your worth no you have to figure out a way to this it's it's so funny you mentioned that because i've i've this is all fairly new for me right being involved in this um industry Mm -hmm. and in this type of work and so well it's not new now but you know i I didn't grow up you know i wasn't no damn disney kid or whatever (laughs) so like but i i see the that certain people it's not always about like becoming a worldwide superstar being famous sometimes people you just find your place and you find your way the i encounter so many people who were were actors and opened you know acting studios you know and, and teach acting classes or whatever or dancers who teach you know dance classes and that's how they get paid that's how they work their money and they're literally doing tasks that they love and and they're performing their passions for a living and they are so happy and Mm -hmm. content and free so it's not always about the the recognition the attention the fame the notoriety sometimes it's about just literally performing the function and getting it out of your body Mm -hmm. that if you are a true artist that is what 
the the gift is. That's where the magic is for you. So uh, being rich and famous for it, I mean, <laughs> of course. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but it's mind. not, a, I don't mind. <laughs> God, are you listening? I'm listening. <laughs> you don't mind. But yeah, like, that's that's not what it's about. So that's right. all I'm I thought um, I was, there was one uh, street corner and there was this little cute lady selling green juices. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could totally do that <laughs> and be fine. But I really meant it though. Like, mm-hmm. I really am proud of myself because I really am shifting from feeling like, and we said that on the last episode, this idea of saving the world is kind of still a narrative you're creating because you want to be needed. Yeah, It mm-hmm. just is. You want people to look at you and say, she's such a good person. Yeah, <laughs> You know, she's such a good person. And you want the pat on the back. You want the praise. And that's fine. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with it, but a lot of the times it's because you're working from wound. But for me, I would be happy giving you a green juice in some on some random street in Cuba because I know that it's gonna make you healthy. And you're gonna and I'm contributing to your day, and I'm totally fine with that being the exchange because it's not this need to be like special. So that was just like a really cool moment for me. Because I think if you would have asked me like 10 years ago, would you just live on a random street in Cuba and sell juice? I'd be like, no, what? You would have like, walked away from me. I'm trying to be a star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She'd have been like... <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know what? It was kind of funny working at the wine shop on Sunday. Cause I, and then having our conversation um, the night before with uh, Drew. Shout out to Drew Shade. Shout out to Broadway Drew Shade. Black. I love yes. Drew. When we were in the cab having that conversation about just how work was like going from oh yeah being uh you know just having like those odd part-time jobs on top of being a business owner and it was like just so magical to hear people changing levels and it, it his work is so important with broadway black that he knows that his uh part-time stuff you know yeah it'll be you know fun to pay the bills and get out the house but at the same time he already has like his passion project like something that is really con- it's a big con- contribution to the world Obviously, because Broadway Black, you know, the folks, we have to just remain to be seen through our art. So I just think it's really, really important to know that there are these levels that you have that you can, you don't have to just stay there. You know, you can do a little bit of both because he was doing that part time and was like, eh, I don't really need this. You know, I have this thing that I'm doing that I know it really makes the difference. Yeah. And how many like super famous people have you seen that just like quit? And then go move in the mountains or something. You know, like, look like at Sade's Like, when Frank Ocean life. took his break. Like, when, when Frank Ocean took his break and he left and we're like, are we going to get another album Yeah, and people were, like, so pressed. Like, his, he's in the right. his audience and he's literally, he's taking too long. And he was probably, like, somewhere chilling. I ain't giving y'all another <laughs> album. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that, like, obviously he loves music. That's his passion. That's his everything. But it just doesn't, and um, we don't know him, so we're totally speculating. Right. But... It just doesn't seem that he's fueled by the constant need to be relevant, you know. And I and we've had people say you have to be mindful of what you're creating and how people are receiving it and da, da da. But it's like if you're creating for how it's being received, so what are you gonna do when it's not received? And All the people you received? like don't give a fuck anyway. Everybody <laughs> that you really like, like stars, musicians, and shit, they've done it their own way and that's why we like them True. we don't like anybody that has played that's to a press. formula and been a cookie cutter or whatever me right I want to be a host and work in the media I want to be on Good Morning America or the Today Show God do you hear me <laughs> so like I, but I'm not about to be 
in everybody's Instagram video, asking everybody that I see that's a celebrity for a picture, all on everybody's every damn thing, doing everybody's everybody. podcast, going <laughs> over everybody's everybody. on everybody, tagging everybody. <laughs> I'm not about to be doing all everybody. that. That's not how you. That's not how you. That's not how you do it. I'll just put it like that because right. I'm not gonna tell everybody how to do it. But that's not how you do it, and that's all I have to say. So, what's your final takeaway? For those who who might be right now through this episode realizing like, damn, a lot of the things I do is because I do want to feel special and I do want to feel loved. And maybe I want to be famous because I want to be seen, not so much because I feel it in my bones. You know, there are people that maybe just would be so happy being like selling juice on a corner somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they are feel pushed because of the way the world is set up now. That their dreams have to be, quote unquote, bigger and, you know, and of more value. But like, what's that value? What, where does that come from? Who's deciding what's valuable and what's not? And, you know, that's why I try to say so often, like, make sure everything that you're looking at, that you try to apply it for you. You know, everything that's happening and everything that you're trying to do, do it and figure out how it looks for you. Because you can have these big dreams and, you know, want to be seen. And I think that that's okay. It's just, what do you want to be seen for? And then once you think about that, it's like, okay, well, how do you intend on doing that? And, you know, what is that going to mean to you? And I think once you can answer those questions, you can kind of get to, okay, this might be a little selfish, but, you know, this is how it affects everybody else or whatever you can kind of tell yourself that's really going to be honest. What are you going to say? Um, I think that... Sorry, <laughs> my foot was hurting. I think that um, my takeaway is to just really clarify to yourself why you're doing what you're doing. If you are a person that just wants to be famous, then come up with a master plan and work it and get every dime you can and get as much visibility as you can and set yourself and your family up for financial freedom for the long term. I don't see nothing wrong with it, right? Right. As long as you're honest about it. As long as you're honest about it. Don't come up over here selling me no half-ass music, (laughs) not acting, you know, doing horrible work, all of those things. Like, just be well-intentioned. That's my takeaway. Mm. I talk about intention every week. Y'all probably tired of me saying the word. I don't care because I mean (laughs) what I say. And that is, again, me being, me walking it the way that I talk it. Because I really mean what I'm saying. So make sure your intentions are good and you won't have any problems. I mean it. I mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Be mindful that uh, there's no dollar amount. And I know that that sounds so cheesy, but there's really no dollar amount that's going to fulfill. It's just not. Does it help to have money and be sad with money? Sure. Sure. (laughs) I know a lot of people that rather have money than not. So I'm not going to front like, you don't need it because that's not true either. Part of what stabilizes is being able to take care of yourself. Yes, absolutely. But millions, and I'm speaking from experience, millions, uh, attention, networking that's like top tier, all those things, you'll just kind of be on autopilot after a while. Mm-hmm. Like when the high fades, you'll be on autopilot. And at the end of the day, you know how they say, it's still just you. Right. <laughs> when you go home, I had a friend who is part of this like really famous band. And um, he was always so sad when he would go back to his hotel room. And I was like, I noticed you're like two different people. When you're out on stage, you're like high. 
and meeting people he's high and then when he would be back in the hotel room he would be so like melancholy kind of and he said it's because he attached a lot of what makes him feel high to the attention to the screams and you know the people and then when it's just him in the hotel room he doesn't know how to feel that same high wow and he's like i i get so depressed like i really do i get depressed if i'm not the center of attention if i'm not if people aren't screaming my name and and i remember being so sad about that because i'm like he's so incredibly talented fantastic people are screaming his name for a reason he is a star but it's sad that his stardom in his mind is based on what other people see and he can't see that in himself when it's just him and i I feel that the way that technology is set up we're kind of creating more of that in people don't that make you can't stand to catch me outside girl all over again Uh. Every time you think about your friend, you should want to slap the shit out that little girl. <laughs> oh my god! And then seeing things like that, like right, she's running from paparazzi. Like, oh how could you god. not want to be seen when you're seeing a little girl like that living that kind of life? She where needs she's to be at school. Thirty thousand dollars, you know, to to for speaking gigs or whatever it is that she does. I don't even know what that. She would needs look like. to be at school. If you listening and you follow that girl on Instagram, can you please unfollow her? Please, <laughs> let's just cancel her out. <laughs> I don't cancel nothing, so just make an exception for me. <laughs> I don't. But we just wanted that tie-in because last week, you know, and, and a lot of the other weeks we talk about dreams and goals and all these things, but we just want to make sure that the foundation of these right. dreams that you're creating, you're creating are sturdy. And that the more you build, and because you will, you're going to be successful, everything's going to work out. But we want to make sure that you're being careful of what you're wishing for and making sure that it actually makes sense for you and not just for the rest of the world and what they're expecting of you. And when you're doing it, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it feels right. It feels so good. Like, Fran, I kid you not, I'm so happy right now. And I can honestly say I have about $5 to my name. But I'm (laughs) super fucking happy. Not working in that job. That's real. Out here performing. Uh, Shout out to everybody that showed up to the Read Live for your anniversary. Mm -hmm. Like, we... (laughs) It was a super magical moment. And it was like... Yeah, we were the center of attention or whatever, all that. But it was just like having a good-ass time with the audience is always fun. And it was just like, I just love feeling like a million bucks. I didn't even need it in the bank. It was just like, just love having that moment with you guys. Like, so. It's true. My, I've mentioned before, like, doing the magazine shoots and getting, you know, getting pretty and all these things. That's awesome. But being inside of the wellness retreat with those girls, that is such a high for me. And and the and the retreats are so humble, you know. It's literally just us in a room, just talking. Mm-hmm. There's no glam. There's no beauty. I'm usually you in sweatpants. Yeah, I'm barefoot the whole time. <laughs> like, no makeup, no nothing, nothing, nothing. I literally walk into that room the way I would walk into the bathroom in my house. <laughs> like, it's just not not putting anything on. But that's the most comfortable because it's fu- like it's fully me. You know, and like you said, that's such a freeing feeling. And I just wish that everybody would find that. Because I think we're, there's a lot of pressure right now to be seen. Mm. And being seen isn't fulfilling. Mm-mm. It just isn't. Mm-mm. I don't know how to express Mm-mm. that with more honesty, but it right. is not. There are a lot of people who are seen and are very unhappy. Very much so. Oh, you know what? And shout out to Anna Nicole. It's the anniversary. Shoot, you know, sorry. It was like, what, 10 years? Anna Nicole Smith? Mm-hmm, since she passed. Was it longer than that? 
Where did she come from? <laughs> because, like, you know, we talking about stars and stuff like that. Oh, and, and people, being unhappy. Yes. And shit. Yeah. And yeah. you want to talk about being like being an unconventional star? Like she was and she was unhappy as hell. Like but the thing is, most stars are. And the more people I meet higher up, like, you know, quote unquote, higher up in status, they're unhappiest. I'm like, there's a correlation here. And then you go somewhere like Cuba where people are <laughs> just living their life, having the time of their lives. You're saying I got to get away from the tower, ain't you? <laughs> All I'm saying is make sure that the goals you're choosing are yours. That's it. <laughs> Damn, it's like you hit me upside the head with the newspaper when you said that. Right? So that's it. Something to think about. Are you operating from the wound or are you operating from the spirit? <laughs> and And... Make a checklist of that with not only your career, but also the people around you. Are your friends based on status or do you actually like them? Ooh. Good question. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by CISO. With the wide array of hand-picked ad-free and on-demand comedy, CISO is your one-stop comedy streaming service. Watch next day late-night hilarious stand-up specials, binge-worthy classics like all 42 seasons of Saturday Night Live, and even original content all from the comfort of your favorite device. Access CISO anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, Apple TV, and almost any other device, all for just $3.99 a month. No joke. Don't wait. Get CISO.com right now to sign up for one month free with promo code FRIEND at checkout. This is the best offer CISO has going right now. One month of Laugh Your Ass Off comedy for free by using promo code FRIEND. That's S-E-E-S-O.com, promo code FRIEND. All the comedy you can watch ad-free with CISO. So let's jump into this week's wellness segment. Well, well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> so I wanted to tell you guys about this app and it's free. Free. This, see, this is what? The third week in a row where it's been okay. a free. Ooh, she don't want to hear shit. <laughs> Um, I want to tell you guys about this app called the Insight Timer app. Mm. That's I-N-S-I-G-H-T, Timer. And you can find that on InsightTimer.com and, of course, on the App Store. It's also on Google Play. And what it is is that it's home to more than 1.6 million meditators. And they have different levels of meditation, whether you have 10 minutes to meditate, an hour, 20 it's customized to what you need to squeeze in really quickly. Maybe your commute is only 10 minutes. So get a quick meditation in. And what I love is that they have different cut. <laughs> Asante's like laughing. Over I'm here. laughing because I was thinking about, remember I did the uh, my Breathe app oh, on my yes. watch. And so I'm sitting there thinking so like, funny. you about to give me another one to download. Because yes, the Breathe so app, good. It, I literally was in an Uber on the way to the show and the Breathe app said, take a minute. And I pressed it and it started to vibrate. And it was like, to breathe in breathe out I did it for a whole minute so now I'm about to take my whole 10 minutes continue <laughs> I love that too um, but the but I love it because they have a bunch of meditative uh, meditating teachers and people a lot of our own peers 
Shout out to Gerard Me Gomez, who is actually the yin yoga instructor and my partner on my wellness tour. She put me on because... Mm, all right, all right. Right? I saw her being like praised and highlighted on Twitter for her meditation that she created, a five-minute meditation. And I text her like, hold up, what? Like, you're on an app? Girl, what you doing, girl? Yeah, and she was like, oh, yeah. You know, she told me that she's trying to do more guided meditations online. So this is kind of like her dip in those waters. And I listened to it. I was just so proud of her. This is my friend. And for me to hear her voice doing these meditations that she's written, you know, kind of just blew my mind. I was like, this is so cool that a platform has been created for our own peers, as well as people that we look up to, like Deepak and Muji. And there are a lot of different famous um, philosophers, you know, and, and online spiritual teachers that are on it and giving you their take on what it is to take a break from the world for five, 10 minutes, an hour. They also have nature sounds. Maybe you don't want to hear someone's voice. They have like the babbling brook, <laughs> which is my personal fave. That sounds nice. I like that. Yeah, so you have a... a waters. Yeah, they have like birds chirping, the wind blowing. Imagine being on the train and closing your eyes and just listening to a babbling brook. What about the juke joint? <laughs> they got one of them. See, but the thing is, you could Aunt submit and that. Cussing. Yeah, <laughs> that might be therapeutic. For somebody. It'd be a ten-minute Dustin Ross meditation. It'd be a juke a juke joint, and I think that's what's cool because meditation is different for everyone. It's mm. we all have different needs. We all find different things calming. Some people yes, we need do. nature sounds. Some people need loud music. Yes. So <laughs> yes, and a trap score. And what I like about it too, which I don't know if everyone's gonna like this part, but it's also a community, so it lets you know, and you can enable and disable it, so it's completely up to your comfort levels, but it lets you know who around you is on the app and also meditated, and it, like, shows their pictures, mm. so you can... <laughs> I'm trying to vibrate with some folks on the app No, but now, I huh? think, let's say you move to, like, a new town or city and you want to be in more of a scene with spiritual people and go to yoga and you're like ah, i don't really know people i think that's a cool way to see True. who's around you that would be interested in an app like this where you're meditating and you can message each other and be like hey you know you want to take a class or maybe link up for yoga like it's Let's a cool way together. yeah it's a cool way to to see who is into the same things that you're into around you so i think that can be pretty beneficial um and meditating would be a cute date because they get to say cute? nothing and we we, and we met on a there. meditative app <laughs> like, i like you when you shut the hell up and meditate <laughs> So just something to check out. And of course, check out Gerard Mies. That's Her name is Y-E-R-A-D-M-I. Her meditation is so good. I love her so much. She's What's one of my of favorite people. It's called the Insight Timer. I know you was going to go back to it, but for the people that's, that ain't going to rewind anyway. <laughs> the Insight Timer. And of course, as always, I'll write that underneath the SoundCloud and I'll tweet it out on the Friend Zone Twitter. It's easy. It's I-N-S-I-G-H-T-T-I-M-E-R. You know what that means? It's Insight Timer. That's it. <laughs> and you guys will really, really enjoy it because there are... Like I said, there's like 1.6 million different people on it and different meditations to choose from. You can bookmark the ones you love and refer back to it. There's constant the new ones. On. So just something to check out. It's a free app. 
um, a cool way to bring some peace into your day. So if you use it already, I'd love to hear what you think. And if Come you on. haven't used it yet. Yoga, sleep, chanting. See? Self-love, nature. They have songs. Self-love. <laughs> like the tweet song. <laughs> well, I just wonder what the guided meditation was for so. Oh my god! The tweet song might be the guided meditation. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked oh over my. to the left. <laughs> so good, I had to catch my <laughs> guided meditation. <laughs> all over my, oh my, oh my, oh my, live at oh my. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> You don't want to do a, a, oh my! Run. Oh my! <laughs> I need to start a meditation app with y'all. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, but would nobody version. get? Would nobody be able to focus? <laughs> I'm telling you, one of the ones got to be like aunts and uncles arguing or playing spades. Like, cause you know you. I can see how that'd be comforting <laughs> for someone. Or what about just some, the noise from somebody washing dishes? I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes that'll put me yes. to sleep. Oh, that's that so is cute. A good one. Oh. oh my god! This is, I know. Let me shut up. Right. This is an idea. People's comfort. It's a movie. Asad, send me that. For me, it would be pots and pans. Like Ooh, when I know yes. my mom is cooking. Oh. Yes. <laughs> no, you like Tanisha. What about like a fist fight? You ever heard like when people be like, no, I actually hate that the crack <laughs> when they hit him in the face. But but just the shoes squeaking across the floor, like think about being in school and how the tennis shoes, the sound squeaking across the floor. You think somebody was playing basketball. <laughs> They out there fighting. <laughs> Give me that. That's the one that I want. Thug meditation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what was reminiscent of this? I'm going to say this and then we're going to move on. <laughs> I hate ringtones, right? But the great, I've probably Damn. said it before on this show what the greatest ringtone I ever heard was. Did I ever tell y'all? I don't think so. This person that I know had Monique's quotes as Mary Jones from Precious. <laughs> they had all of her. No. So, so no. like, like oh the God. phone would ring, right? The phone would ring. You, hear, you a dummy bitch. Like, you know, you would hear all of that. That was the ringtone. It was the funniest. <laughs> Real women sacrifice. That was a text message. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> good. <laughs> that was good. That's fucked up. It's good, man. Oh, gosh. Well, that's it for this. <laughs> wellness segment i hope you find that useful in your day somehow (laughs) (laughs) so now let's move on to sir dustin and the tv oh yeah come on over here take me to tv land (laughs) don't get nothing on you okay so this is a glorious week i'm gonna keep this as brief as i possibly can um, I'm just very excited to say that I am thoroughly and completely satisfied with the Married to Medicine season four reunion. Yes. Give it up for Married to Medicine, everybody. That's all right. Give it up for Married to Medicine. I mean, really, those women, they have really laid it out for us. Let me tell you. So, Heavenly Kimes, Dr. Heavenly Kimes, Heavenly did what I would do, which is hold Mariah accountable. Into task. I like that he winked. Okay. Oh, Mariah, accountable into task. <laughs> and that's what they did. Um, I, let me just, it's, it's a lot of ways that I could go with this, but let me just say this. Heavenly May Mariah answer for every sneaky, shady, dirty, underhanded, lowdown thing she did in her confessionals and on camera at the reunion. And that, my friends, is what the purpose of, reun- of a reunion is. She was still open to resolve, but you was going to answer on today. So, 
a prime example of that. And the only example of that that I'm going to bring up is that Mariah made a very nasty comment in one of her confessionals about Simone's front Mm. teeth. Dr. Simone's front teeth. Mariah, who is a housewife, said that Simone, you know, gave her the cold shoulder at an event, but that was okay because it wasn't Easter and she didn't want to talk to the Easter bunny anyway. And then, Fran, she literally. No. She literally, Fran. But don't they all talk about each other? They might talk about each other, but that, this was nasty and rude. And the thing about it was, I'm all about, I'm all about talking about someone, but (laughs) it's only when it's deserved. If somebody doesn't deserve that, you don't have to literally make your face do like this to make fun of them. Oh, shit. Okay? I'm showing Fran mm-hmm. a picture of Mariah. <laughs> you literally don't have to do like this. Look, Fran. Oh, Look, wow. Making fun, making fun of Simone's mm-hmm. teeth. So she does that. Heavenly comes on the TV and she says, let's talk about the teeth. Because you talked about Simone's teeth. Heavenly said... I did. I want to talk about yours. You have an overbite have an and an underbite. And I call an it an over yonder bite. And she really thought she had got heavenly. Now you're sitting up here with a dentist. Call yourself going to argue about teeth. Heavenly told her, you know what? Mm-hmm. I do. She said, she said, Simone has an overbite. What I have is an edge to edge. She said, you, you have recurring decay around those chiclets and crowns in your mouth. When she said that, Everybody on the couch fell out laughing. Like Quiet. all of them all. Okay. Around the chicklets. You're going to throw terms out to a dentist like she's not going to pull a book at you? Chicklets and crowns in your mouth. <laughs> then told her, and your breath stank. And everybody fell out laughing. Again. Now, <laughs> you can say that it's juvenile and elementary to tell somebody their breath stinks or whatever. But being told that your breath stinks From by a, a dentist, dentist, that's a little bit different of a bad, tooth rot. Little okay. bit different of a ball game. <laughs> she know game. why your breath stinks too. So that was just glorious. She made Mariah's <laughs> mama answer why. for it. I want to give a special shout out to Dr. Jacqueline Waters, yes. Jackie Waters, who called Mariah all of the entire way. I told her. Every time I try to talk to you, she said you have this thing. She said you're these undertones and this body language is nasty and it really irks me about you. And she told her, and Mariah, Mariah started trying to gold her into an argument. And Dr. Jackie said they're just as calm in a, in a beaded Dolce & Gabbana dress that I thought was ugly, but it was still a beaded Dolce & Gabbana dress and some Chanel ankle boots What's that I also Chanel? thought were ugly, but yeah. it was still Chanel ankle boots and yeah. she was a black doctor sitting up there with all right. that shit on, right. cussing this lady out. I loved it. <laughs> right. It was fantastic and amazing. because they super regular. She told her, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Dr. Jackie won't get out of character and nope. yell at them. And I love it. And it drives Mariah fucking crazy. They call Mariah out oh. on everything that she had done. Every single thing they called her out about. And the reason it was so glorious was because, as you all know, she had done some stuff. So I say that to say, look out on my Twitter. I'm going to be conducting my own reunion because I have some <laughs> questions that I want to answer. So I'm going to do a thread <laughs> where I tag all of the girls from Married to Medicine in it. Oh and I'm going to ask them God. the hardball questions. You heard it here first. Look out for it. Um, in other TV-related news, Viola Davis is forever and always the shit. Viola. Um, congratulations on winning her Academy Award. We already talked about all that, but I just love Viola Davis. Don't nobody better not say nothing about no Viola Davis to me. That's so how we're going to fight. So I, I just want to give her After her props. the finale of How to Get Away. Was it the finale? How to Put Man Already? Ace. No, maybe it wasn't the finale. But the last episode was some shit. Right. Okay. She on there. She killing everybody with and in bob. jail and shit. And you got to see her and, with that bob. 
Cicely Tyson, our mama, and it's just great. Oh, okay. What? Viola Davis and Cicely Tyson as I'm a mother-daughter combo. Yeah. What right more? Epic. Like, what more? Classic. So it's been great. Um, shout out to Love and Hip Hop um, New York, the reunion, which was exactly <laughs> what you want. It was exactly what you want from a Love and Hip Hop reunion. Lots of fights, lots of cursing. Oh, no. oh it was say, great. I am such a bird. And it was confirmed when young Bianca, the bass mm-hmm. thought, said Spalding. Mm-hmm, so she, mm-hmm, she gets passed around Spalding. Yeah. <laughs> passed around. Laugh. <laughs> like and she was, was and the, the girl she was referring to said, "You took that from my man." Yeah, Spalding, friend, dribble. Who started that type of? Who started that type of? Um, was it Big That's Sean? Some shit. What? <laughs> Where you say something and then say, you know, like oh. Flat screen, like, like Nicki Minaj. No, people have been doing that for a while, but it became really popular. Like, actually, Nicki Minaj was one of the people who really made that popular. Jay Z. It's a lot of people who made that. I'm like, like where did who was the first one <laughs> where you have Spalding. to end? <laughs> that was hilarious. That shit took me out. What about Yandy's sister snatching the shit up out of Samantha? Did you see that? Yes, and well, I took her over the back of that couch I in that sequin dress. How the entire timeline just asked the same question why is yandy lying yeah yandy lied she looks so stupid you know what's funny i when i went on twitter i guess i went on twitter right when yandy was lying i don't know what that means <laughs> and you saw but it when too. i tell you <laughs> i told you I, i'm not i wish i would have screenshotted I, it i know we logged on at the same it literally time, was like seven tweets in a row that was like yandy be lying yandy Look. lying yandy <laughs> is such a lie i was like what the hell Friend, what did she say too. i seen it too <laughs> i mean like back to back to yes. back it was so annoying. That would have been a funny screen. And she was sitting up there just looking like you know any of her memes, and it's like, why are you doing this? You are not. What's like, she lying about? Everything. <laughs> In this case, she was lying about not knowing that Kim Bella was coming up to the um, kids' birthday party to fight and some people that deserved their ass whooped, mind oh. you. But then they played a call back, and I was like, oh my god! Right, and Yandy's so sneaky. She gonna now, mind you, she should have just not said nothing. She should have made Judy hang up. Because obviously the cameras are rolling. But Yandy gets on the phone and says, Kimbella asked her something. She says, I'm about to text you. I'll text you. You should have texted her in the first place. And you should have told Judy to text her. Yandy got to tighten it up. She got to do the tighten up. That's a a song. Homework, look up, do the tighten up. I believe it's by, no, Shotgun is Junior Walker. Is it Archie Bell in the Drill? It might be Archie Bell in the Drills, but it's called the tighten up. Look up, up, do the tighten up. You're going to crack up, you guys. (laughs) And speaking of homework mm-hmm. and music, what you got for us, Mr. Music Man? Well, we should start with the other part of the music. Because, um, you know, you said somebody's really special is... <sighs> Y'all, feels so good. Go on, kiss a feel, baby. Remember on the Fresh Prince <laughs> when um, they were singing to Phil and Vivian because they, they was about to break up. And so our sisters, Jennifer Lewis, and them were on stage oh. singing Reunited. And right when they said, and it feels so good, she leaned in and she was like, go on, kiss a feel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Dustin is hilarious. Got one always in the bag. Yeah, always, always. Remember always. I, I'll never forget. I remember being a little kid looking around the room like we was just talking. Ah, ah, that's so goddamn funny. And I was in the room by myself. <laughs> but I knew that her saying, go on, kiss her, feel, baby, you. was funny. Yes. <laughs> Time. 
But anyway, yeah, speaking of that, being reunited and feeling so yeah. good. I feel like we need a drum roll. Hit us with a drum roll. Hit time. us with the pig that's flying up around the ceiling in this room <laughs> because y'all, Escape is back together. I never Good thought time. I would see it. Tonight. Ooh, ooh. Oh. I miss them. Yes, all four original members: Candy Burris, Tamika, um, and then Harris, Cherish too. I'm like, what's going on? What? Tiny Cotto, Latasha Scott. Um, I mean, Tamika Cotto, Tamika uh, Scott, Latasha Scott, and Candy Burris. Not Riley. They are all together. <laughs> the original, Riley. right? <laughs> so, what's the news? Is it a tour? Is yes, it an it's album? a tour. They're going on tour. They have reunited and they are going on tour, and we this are going. I don't crazy. want an album. I mean, maybe later, but for right now, that y'all we got while it's hot, while y'all still talking, and ain't nobody fell out again. Right. Just go on okay. tour. That's all we want because is to hear the songs we, we already know. On my mind. I'm telling you, just. Ooh. What? Softest place on earth? What? Escape was the shit. So shout out to Escape. We're so excited that they're back Coming together. Back I never back. thought I would see it. I don't really know what's about to happen yeah, next. I'm going to be watching my back coming. on the way home because I'm nervous. <laughs> but, you know, because things are shifting. The tides, like, you see that? You see Porky flying around the room. <laughs> like, beloved. Like, like your shit. <laughs> Um, so also with the Music Man segment, I have put together, oh, uh, shout out to everybody that showed up to the pop-up shop on Saturday. Yes, I did a playlist on Spotify. It's called Pop-Up at the Pop-Up. I will share that on my <laughs> on Twitter at, at Asante. That's really cute. So at the Pop-Up at the Pop-Up playlist, I also made a video playlist for February um, on my YouTube. I will also tweet that out. It's just a compilation of new videos that are out. Um, Big Sean's uh, dropped a video. Or he dropped a few videos. There are future videos on there. Um... There's a shit ton of videos on there. Oh, uh, DVSN, I put a couple of his videos on there Oh, did well. you put Do It Well on there? <clears throat> I think that's the one. Oh, no, it's... um, It's a two-part video. Yeah, yeah, yeah Do It Well know, and, and something. And I like that video. The video is kind of basic, but I like that. They, they played that. That song deserved more, it but, did, you know, it ain't but mine. But I see the vibe <laughs> for it. See, the vibe for some of it, I'm going to just tell y'all, there's a girl riding down and she's singing the song. She's like, fuck with me now. And it's like, you know, bad bitch music like oh, in the video? car. Yeah, Where have I been? But I'm telling you, we don't think about, we don't talk about music videos no more. So that's why I made this random ass YouTube uh, video playlist. It came out recently or it been mm-hmm. out? I think it came out in uh, November, December. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and he dropped something since, too. I don't even know what he looks like. Division? I don't. I think I... Like, it's a dot on the top, then it's like a straight line. <laughs> Then it's like a little one like underneath the bottom Justin. and that's how he looked. He <laughs> didn't miss the beat. Like he like like instant. Uh no legit. If instant I, I ramen. Would not, if he came on st- instant ramen. <laughs> if he came Instant replay. <laughs> if he came on stage, I would not know. I feel that way about a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Look, For real. That that happened to Afropunk. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it, it is important. So, you know, that's one of the things I also want to highlight in music videos. I also added um, uh, Graves. Have you ever heard of her? Yes. Graves is the shit. And um, her videos, you, you've heard, you've heard the song. You, it's like, I never, you know, you know that song. You've heard it somewhere. I give you all the things you never know you wanted. Something like that. I'm going to play it for you. You're going to know it's a shit. You will know it. Um, and shout out to everybody that tweeted me. Um, we're going to do shout outs in a second and just name random artists. But right before we do that, um, random icebreaker that you 
do you can or cannot participate in it if you'd like because it's very petty. Nicki Minaj versus Remy Ma. <clears throat> oh gosh. I should have known that I was gonna come out. <laughs> you mean up. Remy Ma versus Nicki Minaj? Ooh. Cause Nicki ain't done nothing. Oh, true. Yeah, I don't even know why I phrased it that way. Because yeah. it's really just Remy, Remy Ma, Ma dropped Sheether and Nicki's dead. <laughs> so Nicki been filming videos and looking go- stunning, by the way. But I mean, she, she just good. she hasn't said anything. So, well, if you were Nicki Minaj, since everybody's doing this anyway, and you were in this position, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do if you saw his head? Oh my God, home? why did that song always come up? <laughs> okay, so if you was Nicki Minaj, what would you do? Would you release? Uh, see, so this is what I said, because I don't know what you she going to do. You'd tweet through it? You know, she really just needs to log off, honestly. So look, you know, she just got back in the studio with Drake and all of them. I would shut my ass up. Because, you know, Nicki Minaj is never going to do what I want her to do, which is give me a full rap album anyway, which is the mistake she's made the first couple of times for me as a personal fan. But she can do whatever she wants because she's Nicki Minaj. So I would just shut my ass up, you know, be on comeback season, make sure the rest of my features are just tight as fuck. Because she was missing on her, her last couple of features, too. Because Nicki used to hit with every feature. Like, I used to know each and every Nicki verse as it was coming because it was so hot. But now it's just like, well, first off, she did a song with Jason Derulo. I'm not listening to that. So we can start there. So random. But I would just shut my ass up for a few months, you know, stay on comeback season, drop my track with Drake or whoever's going to still ride with me at the time. And just not, or I would stay quiet and come back a year from now as actress Onika Mirage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I wouldn't even come back to music. One of those two things. Hmm. I don't. I think because it's hip hop, um, which was founded on on beef. Not saying you guys know what I mean. Like I'm not Absolutely. condoning. Like, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. East and West Coast wars, but I think when it started in the Bronx, it started on different crews, like battling to see which crew was the best. And that's literally where hip-hop started. And I think it'd be different if you were the type of rapper that was like a conscious rapper that was just trying to like change the world. But if I am remember correctly, Nicki's always talking about someone being a bum bitch. And, right? Like, it's kind of her thing. And everyone's her son. And she sells more. So I'm like, if you're going to take that battle lane, then your work should back that up, I think. And if someone calls you out, then get ready to battle. I don't know. That's what I think. I think that Nicki Minaj should continue with continue forward with all the projects that she's on, but she should add to the list. The new project should be a video that she shoots driving through the Bronx, freestyling over the all the way up beat, murdering oh, Remy Ma. <laughs> Remy Ma is from the Bronx. All the way up was her last hit. I would freestyle over that beat and tear her three new anus. And you know what? All up underneath the bottom of her. If I was if I was Nicki Minaj and I would not do put it out as no track, I would make it video content so she could be looking in my face so I could point at that camera. And I would I would be just as witty and I would not make the mistake of blatantly I would of course I wouldn't say anything about her miscarriage because that's just disgusting oh, but I would I would make the wittiest because we know Nikki for her metaphors we just finished talking about that yeah yeah I would make the wittiest punchlines 
metaphors you ever heard. I would do, it's kind of like how Drake threw all those subs in back to back and it was not really a direct attack. Whereas Meek Mill, you know, to me, that's just the easy route, easy way out. So, but that's what I would do if I was Nicki Minaj, make a very finessed, very, very just dope this track over her own music over Remy Ma's last song Driving Through the Bronx <laughs> Driving Through Yo, the Bronx I would I remember Remy Ma had a line a, a long time ago about being in a convertible in the wintertime or some shit some she was saying <laughs> but I would do that shit I would be in a convertible in so a fur coat so basically you're saying do the diss track but not as some one off Track, no, I would like, produce it. Hard, yeah, like, because she has to play up on the fact that it. that she is the, the, the exactly right. the bigger artist. Put a budget behind it. Still make it as gritty and as you know raw in its essence as a diss track, but put money behind it to re. She, I can't tell her how to do it though. Th- and you know then have saying? it chart. And, 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 that's and let me tell you. And I, I would agree, name it Sheether. I agree with you. When we were, <laughs> you name it the I would same. Name, I name it the real Sheether. That's what I would name my my song. Look, when we were you talking about winning. this, I was saying it would be dope as fuck if Nicki did rap on the all the way up beat because yeah. first and foremost, it's so disrespectful. And not only that, but you know Nicki's flows, so you know that she would rap on it and like be killing Fuck it. it. And up. where she would punch, it would hit like yep. on that type of track. And I also said for the video, it would be dope as fuck if she was um having a funeral and. Almost making it seem like she was about to die, but at the end of the video, it's really Remy in the casket. <laughs> but I was saying that would just be fly as fuck if Nikki could do that. Do but y'all think Nikki has the range? Yes, I want her to. Yes, because you see how everyone keeps saying that Safari. I'm like, I don't think Safari. They Safari. Think he wrote her stuff. Well, yeah, because I heard his own music. Watch him come up DVD. And you don't she see, got it. You don't see that there's a lot of uh, a lot of his influence and in some of the stuff that that's been done. I do, but I just don't care. I, I mean, I don't that, care either. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess because I've seen battle rap Nikki, like when she was first, first out in the mixtape era, and it's a whole different. But Nikki. that Nikki <laughs> hasn't been around in so. No, I mean long. it never came out really. She when she like when blew she popped, up, it yeah, was just... she was different. But I'm saying that's still there. Like that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's does. over. Yeah, we need talking all that her, shit. I just don't want to give her. Oh God. I just hope they keep it at the art, though. Oh, I think they will. Remy got to. Like, keep making it funny, even though Remy's wasn't funny at all. I would have cried if somebody did that. Oh, my God. It was not funny at all, but just keep it. I sounded like her, right? (laughs) Fran, you getting in the spirit, baby. (laughs) No, it should. should. (laughs) The funny thing is, it just came out. Um, I think. They should just keep it a, keep it on wax, like the kids say. <laughs> I just really want to pray, and I just wish Nikki would just give me one all the way hip hop album. All the way album. up. Even if she just dropped me a, a hip hop mixtape and said, "Don't ask me for no hip hop album because I'm gonna do what I want to do," and she don't have to, but I just that's what I really. It could want. be a track. I just really. Yeah, but you remember know, how excited we were when looking ass niggas look, came out. I was out? looking ass nigga is the Nicki Minaj that always needs to be around. That t- nigga, nigga. That was the jam, and that's what she should say in her Remy diss too. She should call her a nigga. And it, that track was all of what two and a half I'm minutes. Ta- man, don't let Dustin get behind the uh, production. Look, Nikki got Nikki has it. I just really want to believe she'll do it, but artists never do what I want. Because Remy is so talented, right? She's such a good battle rapper, battle MC. We all remember like when she battled Lady Luck. We remember all she that has stuff. So, much presence, so like that's I just I know that. I know that that Remy. And so I want that Remy and the other Nikki I know to like just battle. 
That's what I want. It's good. We'll and we know that's another thing. We're not worried about it getting out of control because Remy can't. She ain't she on. Um, oh, true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is great. We is we Keep know nobody's gonna get hurt. Yeah, it's only gonna be music. This is fun. Let's have some fun. And if we want to talk about Nikki having safari right, then let's just say papoose rights too. Are we gonna yeah. just call it the safari versus papoose fight? <laughs> The problem is, no, I'm just funny. The problem is, we know that ain't true. Are there any um, are there any uh, artists you want to highlight or shout out? Anybody been listening to? Um, who have I been listening to? Few, yes, I shout out to Future. Which, which one? I like the Hendrix album. I love the Hendrix album. I love album. it. Oh, oh, incredible! Oh my god, that's like my favorite song. I love Sorry. I love everything. Yes, selfish, selfish, sorry. Damn, what's Damn. the other one? I love Testify. Oh, and Looking, Looking Exotic. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, I love Futures Hendrix. If, if you I like. Wish, I wish I could participate. If you like Never End by I heard Future, the first you'll one like he Hendrix. dropped, and I couldn't. I didn't connect. Hendrix I, is more melodic. Yeah, you. He was singing on it, right? I heard the one with Rihanna. Selfish. Yeah, selfish. That's not one of my favorites. <laughs> It sounds it's like a mess, honestly. It's, it just has some good moments. It's just, it's just all fucking on over the place. <laughs> it does have some good moments when she says we. What does she say? We chasing angels or something? Yeah, I like that part. But everything else, I just it could like, be. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on? I shiny, feel like I'm in shiny, a dryer shiny. or something. Yeah, like, a little bounce dryer sheet with your ass. Like what? I feel like you know those um, indoor skydiving tubes. Oh yeah, that's what I feel like. Like which way is the song going? Like, just spinning around trying to figure out how to get I out. I just pictured you. You know how it bubbles up. Uh-huh. You in the bat suit. Fred, I don't know what the hell they talking about. Yeah, so. No, I'm still listening to Sir. Hey. He's still on repeat. I love that uh, the canvas song. Literally the same thing. Just had him sitting with it. Yeah. I've him been, and Anderson Pack. Shout out to Sid. People. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just want to say that Body by Sid. Oh my God, Body is the fucking jam, and you can take that however you want to take it. <laughs> it is Body. She got her own all about Body me. though. Like, ooh, it just it makes you feel like you're in the basement as a teenager grinding, mm-hmm. like at the parties when you slow dance. The good old days. Uh. She make that kind of music. Oh. Mm-hmm. Shout out to they. They just dropped their period. Uh, their period. Their first project. <laughs> wow. Sorry, it's they. Period. That's why it threw me off. It's literally it's they capitalized with the period I was like, at the bottom. What's happening? So, so check out they with their new project, um, new religion, hyena. They come out this month, don't they? <laughs> oh no, you got Not him started. Month. Not every month. That's okay. <laughs> so yes, check out. <laughs> Uh, check out they and then also uh everybody's been suggesting i listen to odyssey i just oh, uh, oh from old school odyssey or no, it's a new odyssey uh, it's a, the it's, rapper well th- this 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 odyssey is spelled like odd i see like that one. Oh, like, never mind yeah. oh i'm like right. y'all never heard native new yorker by yes, odyssey yes and that's what the dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> no this is a rapper it's one of my this signature dude, songs from the 70s go ahead something put me on we were having the ox cord battles in the back of the uber <laughs> I, you tweeted about it. Right, I saw that, that. poor yeah. driver. Yes. <laughs> well, what else? Oh, I was playing Party Next Door and stuff, too. <laughs> he had me listening to Tory Lanez. Oh, yes, uh, that one Trina. Tory Lanez song. Oh, that Tory Lanez Trina song. Right. Oh, damn, girl. Song, what hey, the fuck, fuck you got, got up in them jeans, girl? I did like it, damn. <laughs> The See, driver did too, Loki. Yeah, the driver was feeling. He was not. <laughs> that is the that. jam. That's a. It's a. It's literally a pretty song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfection. Love you, Trina. 
So that that does it for me in the music segment this yeah, week. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, check, yes, out the, was. check out my Twitter for the playlist, the YouTube playlist, if you want to watch some videos, and the Spotify playlist if you want to listen to some music. I'll make an Apple music playlist at some point in my life. This week's episode is also brought to you by Bevel. Dermatologist approved and proven to produce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Mm. Up to 80% of black men and women struggle with razor bumps, and up to 30% of all men and women encounter razor bumps as well. Hell no! The Breville razor uses a single blade which cuts hair above the skin, not beneath, so you can avoid painful ingrown hairs. There's a reason that 9 out of 10 customers come back to Bevel month after month. Created by Tristan Walker, who saw a void in the health and beauty market. His goal is to make health and beauty simple for people of color. So join the movement and start shaving smarter today with Bevel. Go to getbevel.com slash friendzone to get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash friendzone. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel. Now let's move on to our favorite part. Who's favorite part? (laughs) We're going to rename it What You Want. (laughs) I got what you want. So oh. don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com with all of your questions, comments, concerns. Some of and, your questions, comments, Yes, yeah, some of them. And pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much the pictures, right? This email is, the subject is at a crossroads with a friendship. Uh-oh. Hi, guys. My name is Aqua. I'm a massive fan of the podcast and hope one day y'all can come to Australia for a live show. Oh, we would love that. You know, I was just... You know, I only shouted you out because you're an Australian. You know, I'm not thinking your friend gonna listen. But if they do, it's not my fault you included your name. You didn't tell me not to take it out. So, (laughs) my best friend, who is three years younger than me, hasn't been talking to me. We've been friends for over four years and her family and mine have become very close. This happened because of a conversation we had on the phone. To summarize, she started. She stated that she feels awkward being around my sister and myself because we are always fighting. <laughs> my older sister and I have a long history of not getting along, stemming from years of her bullying me from a very young age. Although I've gotten over the bullying, the main thing keeping me from getting along with my sister is the fact that she never took accountability for her decisions, or for her actions, pardon me, and never made any strides to resolve the tension between us. Mm. Now here is where my friend comes in. She told me that she kind of fucks with my sister and she's actually a great person and that I need to compromise and forgive her and move on. I, however, told her that I don't see the need to compromise for someone who doesn't invest any time and energy into fixing a clearly broken relationship. I also said that if she, my friend, knew me like she claimed she did, she would know that I don't deal with conflict in the same way that she or anyone else does and she can't expect me to give more of myself than I'm willing to. Since then... She's refused to talk to me, saying that she needs space to process some stuff, but it's getting to a point where I'm preparing to walk away. Although I didn't paint a complete picture, I was wondering if you'd be able to tell me if walking away from this friendship is the right thing to do, or if I should be patient. Thanks for your time. Keep doing a great job. I say walk away. I do. I feel like that's... I We don't know anything about what broke your relationship with your sister, and sometimes that's like far beyond the scope of loyalties of friendship or whatever. <clears throat> and so if you obviously it's something strong enough that you feel, you know, it's a block between you and your homegirl. She didn't told you she don't give a damn. Your sister cool and she going to be with her anyway. So <laughs> if that doesn't work for you, you need to just walk away because it's nothing good can come from you hanging around two people. But 
you know, you but you hanging around one person, her hanging out with somebody that it's just too many people that don't talk. And it's unhealthy because you all are family and she's your close friend. Well, she was. I just say walk away. And if she's really your best friend like that, obviously she's privy to whatever the set cause of the separation was. And she doesn't view it the same way with the same importance that you do. And I'm not saying she's wrong or you right, but there's obviously a difference in the the priority or importance of the situation. And that means that there's the potential for a lot of toxic, terrible things to happen. So I say tie your shoes up tight and walk away. That's what I say. Hmm. It's so weird that her her older sister... Her sister, oh, her best friend is younger. Yeah. Yeah. Her best friend's three years younger, and she just her older sister. Mm. It's, well, okay, did I understand it correctly? They are not budging. Like, they're not trying to fix it. No. They're just blaming her. Mm-hmm. She told me that she kind of fucks with my sister, and she's actually a great person, and that I need to compromise and forgive her and move on. Since then, she's refused to talk to me, saying that she needs space to process some stuff. Her friend? Mm-hmm. I guess it's hard to speak on it because we don't know what the hell happened. Right. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Right. There's a part of me that's like, well, is there something you have to be accountable for? And maybe you're not facing it. But then how can I say that? Because it could very well be not not be your fault. And they're just tag teaming. Right. You know, which happens too in families. Right. Um, I don't know. I think, you know what? At the end of the day, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's not being accountable and who is and you know I think the fact that you wrote into us there's a part of you that wants to fix it because if That's you didn't point. want to fix it you wouldn't even be thinking about it you know the fact that you're asking like what do you guys think there's a part of you that knows that this is this it's fucked up and it sucks and you probably miss your sister you miss your friend and you know what I'm going to say? If you miss them, talk to them. S- you know, sit your sister down first because that sounds like the root of the problem. And be like, With how can sister? we fix this? <laughs> well, the two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the sister, that's the root a- of the problem. It was hard. <laughs> and, and try to see if you can start from there and then fix outward, you know? Right. But if you feel they did you wrong, then... You, some people are meant there are some people in our lives that are meant to be loved from afar you say oh well Chanel and keep it moving and that's totally okay um <laughs> I just found it interesting when you said I also said that if she my friend knew me like she claimed she did she would know that I don't deal with conflict in the same way that she or anyone else does and she can't expect me to give more of myself than I am willing to so maybe she can't expect that but you know you're saying that to a point because you know that there is something that you need to do here. And I don't know if you have been ignoring your sister because you don't want to do the right thing or you just don't want to deal with it or what. But if you miss your friend, this this young lady is younger than you. So, you know, y'all, y'all are probably looking at this in two completely different ways, assuming she's privy to what happened with you and your sister. And um, if not... I think you really just need to re-examine what the hell you're going to do. Like, you know, you don't want to be this girl's friend because she's friends with your sister. So are you just going to let them be friends and sit back and, you know, feel the type of way? Or are you going to try to resolve something with your sister at some point and then be mad at this girl later down the road, for, you know, or, or try to fix it with them both? 
So you kind of need to figure out how you're going to do that now. You're going to let the situation keep getting messy or what you're going to do? Because you know what time it is, girl. If I, What I always do is if I think of the person and I say it to myself, if something were to happen to this person, would this conflict we have matter? Mm. And a lot of the times it wouldn't. <laughs> and what? it makes me feel shitty. <laughs> well, she's sitting there like, yes! Right? I mean, listen, there's some conflicts that you're like, I still have to love you from afar even if you were to pass on. But for the most part, that's usually my gauge. You know, how serious is this? Is it going to matter in five years? Like, let's just talk about it. Mm. And family is tricky. Thank you so much. Let us know what happens, too. Yeah. Yeah, update us and tell us if you're going to be friends with them and have a sister back or if you ain't going to have nobody on your back. (laughs) Moving left and right on along to the black business of the week, we are going to give it to a few lovely ladies um, in Harlem, actually. Hey. Uh, my first lovely lady is going to be my auntie in my head, Melba. Melba's restaurant is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Melba's is just so good. It's such an auntie it's name, too. So it is. And that's why you got to eat there. It's an auntie name at the auntie restaurant with the auntie food. <laughs> you know when your auntie makes some real good food? You be oh my God, my auntie made that. <laughs> anyway, maybe it's just me. My auntie had a good piece of chicken when I was in Atlanta. So anyway, Melba's is on 300 West 114th Street. Uh, awesome, great comfort food. Uh, outside of Melba's, you can also go to Amy Ruth's. Mm. I mean, these are just black businesses, just awesome, awesome, great restaurants with some great food, great cuisine. And I feel like it's, as a time like this, we have to have our comfort food, you know? You have to go to your restaurant, get you a little, what is the uh, the half Kool-Aid, half lemonade drink that they do? Oh my God. At Amy mm. Ruth's. <laughs> That's just straight sugar, too. Sugary goodness. Okay? Sugary goodness. Go to Amy Roots, get you some. Uh, Amy Roots also in Harlem if you want to check her out. And then the last but oh, I'm sorry. Amy Roots is on 113 West 116th Street. And uh, last but not least, I'm going to give it to my girl Sylvia. You know, Sylvia. Sylvia's queen of soul food, okay? <laughs> um, Syl- I haven't eaten there in years. Years. I actually do not go to Sylvia's as often as I go to the other two, but you know, I have to name Sylvia. I'm not going to name Harlem restaurants without naming Sylvia. You know, that's just rude. So, shout out to Melba and Amy and now Auntie Sylv. Uh, Sylv- and is it Women's History Month? So, this oh. is at the intersection of Black History Month and Women's History Month. And you know, moving on to the black business is also my birthday month. Yeah. <laughs> March first. You know, we are still in Pisces season. I'm still acting a plum fool. So if you can see me, what are you see doing me. for your birthday? <sighs> Nothing. It's on a Wednesday. It's a hump day, so I'm accepting hump related gifts. We gonna. <laughs> he is damn lie. We going to the club. We finna turn up. Oh, I'm have coming. Have a good time. You gonna come to the club? I absolutely will for your birthday. Friend, you what? Gonna, friend, are you gonna dress up? I will and wear dress all up. Black? Are you Just gonna wear a black you. bodycon? <gasps> It's around the corner from my house, too. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm going. On Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, totally go. Oh, no. Are we, we going to make it a thing? Are, so you going to make Crystal and Jade come, too? Well, of course. Well. Actually, Jade ain't going to come. It's a, a Wednesday night. You know she got to work the next no, day. No, she'll come. We're talking about she'll Jade. Come. Jade will come. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Hey. <laughs> let's do it. Hey. Okay, so, you know, that's that's my let's church just announcement, too. have one of those too. random New York nights. Yes. Those are the Fucking best. yes. 29. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? So, church announcements, y'all. That was my church announcement. Um, you are like, my birthday is my church it's, announcement. Yeah. March 15th is the actual date if you're looking for it. Yes. Holla at your boy. 
I'm excited. No, I don't have anything to say today. Nothing yet. Nothing today. Um, my wellness tour will be stopping. Actually, by the time you guys hear this, I will be in Oakland. Yes. Well, actually, San Francisco. I'm gonna. I'm flying into San, San Francisco. Fran, hey, friend. Right. I'm gonna make a quick stop because my best friend lives there. My godson, which I haven't seen since they left New York. Oh, that's so Saturday cool. Saturday of my man. life. Yeah, but I am. Ooh, I like can't even. I know I'm not gonna sleep tonight because I'm so excited to spend the day with them. And my best friend also just had a daughter. So excited to meet her little baby. Baby. So cute. Yeah, so it's just going to be great. Tomorrow's going to be such a good day. I need that. I need to be around my friends and family. Um, So, But the wellness tour, we're stopping in Oakland on Saturday. So excited to meet you guys, those of you who are coming. I'm sorry for those of you who couldn't get tickets. We released our website. It's, hey, it's so it? beautiful, oh, friends. So, so beautiful. It. It's supernaturalpopup.com. Come on. And of course, I'll tweet that and put that underneath. Thank you to Chris Did It, K R I S S D I D I T.com. She did the site Magic. and she did a great job. She's who I yeah. always work with. So proud of her. She's freaking Poppin'. incredible, right? Thank you to Raw Apothecary. Mm-hmm. That's R A W A P O T H E C A R Y C O dot com mm-hmm. for their amazing support. And to Loan, of course, our homies over there. Loan hey, Deodorant. Loan <laughs> Deodorant. And a lot of you are like, how do you spell that? Is it Loan like a car loan? I'm like, no, it's L O. It's L O N E. Loan Deodorant.com. And thank you so much. They are on the site as well. So when you go to Supernatural Pop-Up, not only will you see my teammates, but also the itinerary for the tour, as well as the cities that are uh, stops on the tour, as well as who our sponsors are. And you can redirect to their sites through there. Half of the tour is already sold out, which is amazing because the site just went up. And we added second dates Oof. to those cities that had sold out on Eventbrite before our site went up. The and they're already the sold out. Yeah. Damn. Right? Yes. Yeah, so New York. So as of now, New York, Oakland, Atlanta, and D.C. are both double duty cities. Like we doing double wow. cities. And they're both. So- they're all sold out. So thank you so much. Chicago and... Charlotte, I'm really surprised with Charlotte. I'm like, I kind of been sleeping on Charlotte. I've never had an event in Charlotte. I've gone to Charlotte, but I've never worked in Charlotte. Yeah. So I'm so happy to finally meet my Charlotte booze. Yeah, Charlotte, you guys are about to sell out already. And that event's not till October. They're only, last I checked, there were only eight tickets left. Damn. Yeah. Get your ticket, Charlotte. (laughs) Charlotte, come on. And then Chicago, there's only 10 tickets left. So New Orleans, Houston, and Seattle. Uh, we're excited to stop where you guys are too. So check us out, supernaturalpopup.com. I am so excited. I'm absolutely going to be talking about this tour for the whole year because yes. it's just too amazing. And I can't wait to see you guys. See you, Oakland. And that's it for me. Can I say one more thing? Mm-hmm. Don't forget that, you know, if you're checking out Fury this this year, you know, on the tour and things, hey. I'm going to be open Furious Thoughts Live. You guys were so hey. cute so, on the read. I, oh did you God. hear me? I was like screaming. <laughs> I was in the audience the screaming. Just love just And I was Snapchatting you guys and these girls sitting behind me were like, she's Snapchatting them. <laughs> they were like excited to see me Snapchatting you guys on stage. Wow. I'm <laughs> so, you know, so proud of y'all. It's just always love and support with I you, I love friend. it. You guys are so it. awesome. I was just happy. You guys look great. 
You're naturals. You're funny as hell. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. We try to make you do what we do. So if you want to come watch me do what I do, you know, I'll be opening for Fury for the Furious Thoughts live tour. Go to KidFuryLive.com to get tickets. This month, we will be starting off in Atlanta, March 24th. And we will also be doing Dallas the very next day, that Saturday. Wow, y'all are not playing. So yeah, go to KidFuryLive.com and see if we're going to be coming to a city or country Lit. near you. Right. Lit. And we have some international news coming up soon too. Ourselves, we can't right. wait to tell y'all. Hey. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it for this week's show. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed it. I heard the little song earlier today too. Ooh, let's get out of here. We love you guys and Bye, we'll y'all. see you next time. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.